Now then, lids, you're listening to the legendary Have A Word. If you enjoy this podcast, you will love being a patron. You get an extra 90-minute episode every single Wednesday, pure, unadulterated, unfiltered, Have A Word bullshit with me, Adam Carl, and to a lesser extent, the Fintern. It's behind a paywall. It gets a little bit loose. It gets a little bit squirrely. It's some of our favorite podcasting because Adam says all sorts of shit that can't go on the proper internet. Once you sign up, you get the full back catalogue of all the patron exclusive we've done every week since May. 2019. You also get to watch the now legendary Lockdown Lock-In where we got absolute shit-faced and recorded it. Oh my god, it got messy. And any more Lockdown Lock-Ins will only be on Patreon. Once you subscribe you also get early access to the public episodes. The public get it on Monday, you'll get it on Saturday morning. And there's discounts on merch, discounts on live tickets. It's an amazing deal. We're dead proud of it. This Patreon has got us through one of the worst years of our career, but we also think it's a fucking dealio. Sign up at patreon.com slash have a word pod you will not regret it now let's crack on if you're good at something never do it for free now i'm getting the word nuts hey i'm not doing it for dan i'm not doing it for carl i'm doing it for finn (laughs) every day who the fuck is that guy Upset me, nasty bitch. Oh, Jesus. Don't chat to me. I can see fumes coming off your pom-pom lot like petrol station. Shut up. Disgusting. Coming to you from the soon-to-be world-famous Havaward Studios. Hidden away in the scenic hills of sunny Rancorn, England. These are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Adam Rowe, Dan Nightingale, and Sensei Carl. With full HD video episodes on YouTube. It has to be. Have a word. I had to stop mid-sex this morning to have some chocolate. We are living very, very different lives. <laughs> I mean, I am lactose intolerant. So. No, go on. What? Uh, Just got out of breath and dizzy. So I needed to... It's not a good sign, that is it, kid? No, but I didn't eat much last night, and I had some beers, and the room was also overnight, so I was dehydrated. I'm asthmatic. I'm tired. And horny. And horny. <laughs> But I still love to fuck. <laughs> I can't feel my left hand side. I, I probably had a stroke. I'm probably diabetic. But I diabetic. still love to fuck. I don't think I'm diabetic. No. You, I don't you, feel diabetic. Yeah? Just feel horny. You know what I mean? So, I feel like diabetes is a choice, and I've decided to not be it. That's how, that's how medical science works, isn't it? Like, oh, come on. I've got cancer. You choose to have cancer. <laughs> Pussy-o. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, talk, hang on. I've, it's so much information, and I, I don't want to leave it. Because sometimes we, like, skip past things. <laughs> this, I feel, needs unpacking. Okay. I mean, to the point where I want to know what type of chocolate it was. It was... Um, the new Dairy Milk White Marvelous Creations. Do you know Marvelous Creations with the popping candy and jelly beans in? It's a busy chocolate, isn't it? Yeah, but I really like it. And I love white chocolate. And it's like... I walked past it in the Asda the other day. And it, it called to me. Like, I didn't even see it. It wasn't even in my periphery. It was, like, behind me. Okay. And I just did. hey, look. 
everything you've ever wanted in a snack. Do you think it sounded like that? Or is that just your internal monologue? Because <laughs> it sounded like an asthmatic scouse is a weird... Hey, Adam, come and eat me, lad. I'm dead seasick, all loads going on. Oh, that was really funny as well. On the way out of the Asda that day, and we will go back. I'll, I'll make sure we don't skip past any of this. We're going back to the fucking. Yeah. We're going back to the chocolate <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Carl, I'll make you're sure. the producer. You're in don't charge of this you shit. Worry, I'll keep it on so, do you know the Asda in Walton? I do, yeah. There's always like a homeless guy, smackhead guy, whatever you want to, whatever the political term. Like, um, on the right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. The scaghead, baghead. What's the political? I'm trying to be PC. Fucking smackrat. Asda. <laughs> Smack rat. No, I, think it's like I don't know where he's got a name badge from. <laughs> Says smack rat. Outside goblin. I think it yeah. is. I think yeah. that's the political term. Outside goblin. Yeah. The door goblin. Yeah. The door goblin. <laughs> so. <laughs> I hate it when them cunts are dead chipper. You know, like, all right, yeah, no worries. Have a good day. Like, oh, don't be nice. Yeah. Be a pop. Be a smack rat. There's one of them in town. Right, go have a the good one with no legs. Yeah, have a good day, mate. You have a good day. Yeah, he, ne he never asks for money, the one with no legs, does he? No. All he says, all he says is have a good day. He's the one near hot water. Yeah. Near the, what's the really, is it the, uh, the the pub that's really ornate and beautiful on the corner? No, no, no. You're, the, no, that's a different guy. He's dead sound as well. <laughs> this one, this he's one. in a wheelchair. He's got no legs. Famous. He's literally got no legs. And he's nice to you. Yeah, he, he's overly nice. As, Clever. As you're walking past, he just goes, "Okay, have a nice day now. All right, have a good day, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Make he sure must your go day's home good." And screaming. Oh, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? The homeless guy when he clocks off and he heads home in his Ford Cougar. He must be fucking. He must scream into the mirror in his four oh, bedroom. This is sort of what I was getting around there are, to. There are some fake ones. Don't so I walked out the Asda with Sam, right? And the 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 man, the fella, the, yeah. the person, the, the, the dude, the the person of whatever. He went to me. Floor Hobbit. Go on. He went to me. You don't half look like that comedian off the telly. And I went. Yeah, that's me, mate. And he went, oh, that's me, my day, that. Next time you're on, mention me. And I went, oh, that was nice, wasn't it? And Sam went, where's he seen you? <laughs> yeah, where's he watching telly? Yeah. Maybe the big telly's in John Lewis. Yeah, in the window. Mm. Maybe he's got a dongle. Why has he got, why has he got Wi-Fi access? Like, There's many fake homeless people in town. I've already mentioned it. Yeah. There's something up with that fridge, you know. Oh, what's going on? There's a bit of a whiff on me can. Smell your can. I was like metal. Bit of a whiff on it. Mine was in a packaging though, wasn't it? You got smelly metal. The what? Mine's in. That's the one. Smelly metal. Eh. Uh, but yeah. So. Chocolate. Asda done. Have we done Asda? Yeah. We've done the the floor goblins. Yeah. What, what are they call? What's the Homeless people. Outside. Homo people. Ho the homos. The homos, yeah. Homos, yeah. There was a homo outside Asda. Dirty, home. dirty homo. A home. There was... <laughs> What? It's not often Carl takes it too far, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it feels weird when he, and, he, like, he was, me and Adam are like, Whoa. he was dirty. To be fair, like nothing you've said is inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because John Lewis don't you yeah, he let you use the baths, do they? Like you can have a watch of TV. Can't get. Alright, oh, something to see, Adam, bro. Did they sell baths at John Lewis? No. <laughs> <laughs> Your banter did not get past. <laughs> 
the accreditation. <laughs> Didn't pass the sniff test. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Shagging. Shagging now. You've done oh, chocolate. Yeah. You've woke done up. You woke up like, oh, I got bad breath, but mm, Anne's feeling kind of sexy. Yeah, she went and brushed her teeth as well, which I feel yeah, like Yeah, because she's a fucking gentleman. And you didn't. No. That is cheating. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She's like, she wants. To, she didn't want me to. She wants to feel good about herself. You know what I mean? It's new, in it? New, relatively new relationship. Doesn't feel like it is. You're in your... F- oh, really? No. Bedding in, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bedding in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so the war- the room was too warm. Room was hot overnight. Heating on overnight. <sighs> and it was a warm morning, wasn't it? Fucking hell, lad. Right, it's no, but... It's been a bit of a weird one recently, hasn't it? Because it's been... It was cold last night, was, so we put the heating it, on and It was warm asleep. last week, and then it's all of a sudden gone, nah, that's not spring, on it's the fucking Baltic. But it was really cold last night, so we were like, slash the heating on, but then we fell asleep, both tired, and we woke up to that. You know when you wake up and you're like, oh, i got to go to work soon, but we could, oh, before we, eh. Oh, you're looking so fine with your bad breath. Go brush those teeth, i fuck yeah. you. With yeah. your hair stuck to the side of your hair. Oh, <laughs> shit. You dribbled on the pillow, baby. And daddy likes a soggy pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went for it. But I like, I just got out of breath. And then so did she. Because you hadn't eaten the night before. Because I hadn't eaten the night did before. Did you have to tap out? Mid position. Like, love, 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 yeah, love, we just, we love just, I'm going. I'm going. We just stopped. I went and had some chocolate and she had a go on my inhaler. And I'm not even messing. Wow. And you carried on. Work, no, we stopped after that. We said working we, we, class porn. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, love. Hey, I'll have a bag of chips, otherwise I'm not going to get to the fucking end of this scene. <laughs> he fucked me outside of Pound Bakery. <laughs> mm, working class porn for we all you. We said we'll uh, we'll pick it up later when I get home from work. Right, we left it too tight. Hey. <laughs> Anyone? And even Finn could have smacked that down. <laughs> <laughs> Finn's not concentrating. Finn's yeah. tight. You need some popping candy. We're tight for time, so uh said, well, we can in later. I said, I'm going to just carb load throughout the day. <laughs> You're not running a half marathon. You're just banging your missus. I've been in training. I've been in training. You know, we start fucking, initially, it's like couch to 5K. It's, it's basically bed to long fuck. That's what we do. We just have five minutes of shagging, pop it in, pop it out. Nothing vigorous. Build up to it over the months. And now we bang for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's a long shag, though, isn't it? 20 minutes. But the foreplay make it seem longer. Fucking ain't nothing but 50 pumps. Count them if you ain't got, got nothing, nothing to do. do. Um, but the foreplay make it seem no, longer. No, 20 minutes is about normal, isn't it? It's bad because no, From penetration <laughs> to... Spaff. Spaff. 20 minutes. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. 20 Minutes and you shouldn't know it's 20 minutes. You go, wow, a that's full long. headline set 20 minutes. Yeah, that's what I call it as well. You could, yeah, yeah, <laughs> red light on 18. <laughs> yeah, fingering's the support act. You know what I mean? That's the opener. Yeah, bit of tongue action. That's the middle. Your headline act, Rowie's dick. <laughs> Welcome to with his own walk on music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless your dick <laughs> in my cum. <laughs> Run your fingers near my bum. Well, all right. As if you went <laughs> cunt and the hole. <laughs> oh, my God, you're so dumb. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I, yeah. But where did you about feel? 20 minutes is about right. 20 minutes. I want a stop clock on this. This is the guy who's just had to have a fucking picnic mid-shag. Mid well... 
is is this is a hundred percent true. And when you meet Sam, you can ask her and she'll tell you. It's hundred percent true. I'm probably not going to open with it, you know, because I've not <laughs> met her. All right, love. How do you? How long you fought for? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the uh, present for the newborn, but uh, never mind that. Oh, this your mum and dad. Two seconds. No, the other day, right? The other day, we we were in a rush, so she did the old. We can do it, but we've got to be quick. So I timed it, and I was trying to finish as fast as I could. Right. What did you get it in? Eight and a half minutes. Oh, uh, eight and a half minutes is a quick one. That was as quick as I could. Bloody Can't hell, you've trying. got some, you've got, you I was on. really trying, but like, it did feel like, it, I was, I, I have finished quicker than that, but oh. it felt like, it felt like I, I was so conscious of the time, it was affecting the speed. Yeah. When I was younger, I had a bit of a problem with getting in there, and I honestly was struggling to last as long as the countdown clock. Really? Oh my God. The first, my first girlfriend, uh, proper girlfriend was called Nikki Clark. Uh, the hairdresser. I have a cop. The hairdresser. I've dated the hairdresser. Yeah. A man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just started uh, A-levels. And you started dating But the I male started dating a 42-year-old male hairdresser. <laughs> it was just a different time, you know? It was a different time. Thank you. Yeah, she was called Nikki Clark, bless her. It's unfortunate when someone becomes, uh, like, famous after you've already been christened. And you were, what, you were you were going to it? <laughs> That's her, and honestly, I wish I could show you a picture. She she looked kind of like Nikki Clark. <laughs> she looked like Nikki Clark's daughter. I really wish I could get this. Uh, I had a picture of her. She was such a lovely girl. She was from Southport, and we dated for about six months, just after my mum had died. So she got a pretty emotionally fucking tilted, like, 16, 17-year-old. And she went, she did that thing of like, we're going on the pill. And we'd had sex, you know. I don't, I don't, she wasn't my first. She was one of my first. Like, she was like, I don't know. It was early doors. It was my, some of my first England caps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then she went on the pill. Mum took, we got, I got on really well. Oh, I, I, I see. So you've gone from Johnny's. Yeah. To Bear. And that definitely does. Bear. <laughs> yeah. Bear dick. Do you know what I mean? Cause yes. That, but it does, because like, oh. condoms are horrible. Yeah. They Absolute do ruin it. mood ruiners. You, you literally, this is how bad condoms are. You have to weigh up as a young man. Like, I mean, I could take the kid to the park. <laughs> I mean, do I want a kid? Like, I really hate condoms. Am I ready at 17 to be a dad? I don't know. It's like a decision, isn't it? It's like, it, it's, you get used to them. So in my past relationships, like, there's been times where, like, girlfriends have been like, we're using condoms. And you do get sort of used to it. But then the second you do it without one, it's it's like you've been opened up. No, totally. To a whole new world. A, a whole, whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> I can show you the world. Yeah, it was the first time, was the first time I'd ever not used a condom. She maybe was like the third girl I'd slept with. And the first two, I almost think you've got to put it down to misadventure because it was like, what are we even doing? I think, honestly, my virginity might have been a, just a big lass's armpit. I'm not even sure. It was dark. You know, there was lots of crevices. I just gave it my best effort. And the first time it was without condoms, it was all like, oh, are we going to do this? And it was like, and got in there and wow, talk about shaving time off your PB. That was phenomenal. And I, I probably wasn't lasting loads at, at, at 16, 17, but you just got in there and went, <laughs> Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. And then it's a struggle going back in it. But I, I remember being a young man, that would be a, a bit of an issue. I'd just get a little bit too excited and be like, sorry. What's your method? 
What do you mean? Your method of staying on longer? Yeah. Everyone's it, got a method, haven't they? Genuinely, one of mine was, you've just got to get the first round out of the way. And then, you know, oh, we'll, really? yeah. we'll talk on the second round. Oh, I see. Two yeah. Two no, I, I've, I've sort of been there before on like, and it's very rare. Normally, if I'm drunk, I it, I it, different, it, different, isn't it? It takes, no, but here's the thing. So either it takes ages slash it doesn't happen. Or there's been a couple of times back in me here, dear. <laughs> dear. When I've been on a one night stand and it's, it's happened in like a minute or so. And I've gone, right, we'll go again. And then the second one lasts for ages and then she's happy as well. But a common technique, if you feel like you're going to finish, is to switch position, isn't it? That's like a common thing. And that does the exact opposite for me. Because if I feel like I'm close and we switch, the second we switch... Oh, really, yeah? Too sexy? Right. Yeah? They all pull out and jump down. That's the classic, isn't it? <laughs> jump off the bed? <laughs> yeah, <I'm going. laughs> Just Go get on. off. <laughs> That's a good way to stop yourself coming. Well, Just genuinely, I was building. having such problems with it as a young man. Cause I, and, I, and I don't want to seem like a... I'm not saying like I was like an undeniable shagger. But it was a big priority in my life until about two years ago. And uh, I actually read up on it a little bit, did some research. And there are like techniques, not just like, think of Margaret Thatcher. Um, the problem... Think with, of Helen Mirren. <laughs> That's not going to help. Ooh. Well, the problem I always had with, you know, like... One time I thought of Gail Platt, but it, it just, didn't work. Yeah. Ooh. And I finished and I was like... Fucking hell. She is sexy, though. I'm not jizzing for Rosie. <laughs> I'm just not because she's a child. For Gail. Oh. We've just made Kevin Webster into pedo. So it is as the is as the switch position, mine's the... Put, apparently, you can pull... If pull you pull your balls down. down... What do you mean, pull out and jump down? Pull out and then lift them out? Yeah. Because then right, you okay. look good as well. Like, oh, my. Adam's just this guy. I just love how Adam is. Like, the f there's never any, like... What do you mean? Pull out and then... Lick him out! <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is for this is for both of us. Love. <laughs> they mean no. pull out and like batter her. No, <laughs> well, you said down. jump down. I didn't think. No, when no, it's the old. Off. Oh, you need. I'm going to be nice now. This is not for me. Yeah, no. For you. That's, yeah, that, if you're that, trying that, to look like that, a Lothario, that, like that is my technique. It's the classic. So my, the switch position doesn't work. So that's mine. Right, that's mine. Apparently, you can pull pull your balls down. Because when it's ready for just the time, your balls sort of move up a little bit, yeah. like like torpedoes in the fucking tube, like That's ready to load the gun. Yeah, so you can like be like, no, guys, I've got to be honest with you though. Yeah, explaining that to a girl you're having sex with. Yeah, what are you doing there? Tugging on my own testicles. I'm pulling Do my balls like down. Yeah, you see, this is the thing. When you're young, when you're old, you're like, I'm tugging on my balls, love. You mind your fucking business. Daddy busy. Like, <laughs> but when you're young, you're trying not to, you're like, oh, sorry. And the other one is to slap your dick. <laughs> nope. Right? <laughs> On my newborn son's life, I am reversing that bullshit bell. I, I swear to God. Slap I your dick. I swear to God. Bad dog! I, re I read. Bad dog! You know, you literally, your dick is like, I'm good to go. It's, it's hard. It's like, you can just give it a, a slap and it makes it. <laughs> Why have you got a garden hose out? I think it's a euphemism, isn't it? Right. Right. I have, I have at moments, at, at moments of near completion, not with a one night stand, 
with like a girl that you know you're close with who knows that I'm an absolute nutter. Your wife. I ha- no, this is pre. This is BC. B BL. Bam. When you're getting too close, then changing positions, angle, and tempo makes it feel totally different. If it's still too much, jump off and start eating it out. Leave your cock alone. There you go. Jump off. Right. Oh, it's a great. Yeah, it's a good technique. But sometimes, if the train has already left the station. It's not always easy. You know what I mean? It's all, like a lot of times I've done that. I've been like, oh, something's happening and you're trying to play cool and you're like, don't really love. I'm just going to go. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I've jizzed on the foot of the bed. <laughs> no control. No control. I have just ended up jizzing oh. where everyone's feet are. And then who's sleeping in that wet patch? Like my toes are all sticky. Everyone. But I have honestly pulled out and given it an audible like slap. And it hurts. Like a shock. Make it sexy, though. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Bibble, what do you... Like that? Like that? Hey. Yeah. Do you know what I find as well? Because that says change tempo, right? Yeah. I don't find that helps. Because if I go slower... It's sexier. It's not just... Se- <laughs> <laughs> you two. You two. You two. Honestly, when you're not... Ri- here's the way you call it. Sexy, like it sounded. Your friendship is too intense sometimes. You're either ripping the absolute shit out of each other. I was like, no, sometimes I go slow and then Carl in. Everyone's here, especially if you're listening with that in headphones. Sexier, yeah. Go on, Adam. I fucking love you, lad. Sexier, I can imagine. Go ahead. No, but like, my ears are hurting. Like, when you're going at it, right? Ooh. When you're going at it, yeah. Like all, not all the nerve endings getting touched, or like it doesn't feel like they are because you're going so fast. Oh, because you're doing the pneumatic. Yeah. Arr. But when you start going slow, everything just gets a little, <laughs> just a little. I don't want to think about this anymore. I mean, like imagine this is my dick. Look, like yeah. if you're going fast, it's only like catching. But if you're going slow, like all the walls of the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Every millimetre. I hope you're having your breakfast, Liz. <laughs> I hope this is your this is your Saturday morning if you're a patron, Monday morning if you've not committed to the real deal. I hope you're like mid cocoa pops and he went, the walls of the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cheerios everywhere. <laughs> the walls of the pussy. Do you know what I mean? Just like I do know what you mean, but it's tingling. the worst vigil you've ever given us. <laughs> do you know what I mean, ladies? Do you know? Your pussy what? <laughs> Old Papa Rose just fucking coming in. Hey, if I'm drilling, you don't feel a fucking thing. <laughs> I'm coming, coming. Just tickle, tickle. At the old pussy wall. <laughs> hey, what's that at the wall? It's my fucking dick, lad. I've left a fart out. <laughs> and it's really bad. Oh, and I'm sorry, but oh, it's too funny. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like the slowness sometimes... Yeah, it's, you a feel false, more. it's a false economy. Oh, okay. Because you feel like, oh, London if I go slower. School of economics. <laughs> if I go slower, then I can last longer. When in reality, you're just kidding yourself and everyone you love. Porn has affected a lot of like lads shagging techniques on it. Yeah. Yeah. Porn, like I've talked to my female friends and they're like, it, it, honestly, you can tell when a guy is obsessed with porn. 
because he does the sort of like missionary and then bends you over and then he literally just because in porn it's like all five positions are like the main like the main ones in it. What are the five? I, I don't know. Missionary, doggy, cowgirl, and then it all gets a bit inventive, like doesn't it? Reverse cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl. It's reverse cowgirl where she faces the door. Yeah, like she wants to get off. Yeah, faces the door. <laughs> Blair Witch. <laughs> oh, look at me. I don't know what the fifth one what's is. What's your favourite? The, the Dion Dublin. The Dion Dublin? What's the fifth one, yeah? What, what's that? You just get off at the header. <laughs> Do you know what? I really didn't used to like uh, Girl on Top until I got a bit older and lazier. Do you have to know what to do? Man? And then Laura's got phenomenal waps. There's I, nothing... And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, this is this is great fun. Yeah, there's nothing better Tats and a relax. than a girl who knows what she's doing on top. And there's nothing worse... Then a girl who doesn't know what she's doing on top. Yeah. Oh. And she hates the like the little pelvic bone. Oh god, yeah. yeah oh, sometimes, it's dangerous, isn't it? Sometimes it's like they're trying to fucking burst a fucking plastic bag. Oh. They're just like. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Oh, that's. Like, good for you. Ugh. You mean Shag and Shrek? Ugh. Once, or twice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> As you well know. She do, sounded yeah. dreadful. She sounded worse than that Cadbury's chocolate bar. <laughs> For you. Hey. you know what I mean? Yeah, no one wants to be like when they're like when they it's when they get a bit like they're having a seizure on a fucking bucking bronco. You're like, no, love, that's dangerous. No, <laughs> this is going to end up broken or somewhere that you don't but want if it. You've got the rhythm. Oh, the rhythm's going to get you. The rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm is going to get you. Rhythm is going to get you. How'd you like me now? Do you know what the oh, best? Do you know what the best thing is? It it's the the best a girl can do on top. The best way I can describe it is if she was trying to use a vagina <laughs> to knead bread. Do you know what I mean? Just like... What's the ants? <laughs> Did she do that, man? The best I can describe <laughs> it. It's, honestly, that is not a loaf that I'd try. That is an artisan loaf I might leave on the shelf there. Sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like, you know. What's he doing with the hands, the impact world? <laughs> <laughs> going low, going down, <laughs> <and> <laughs> down. And Adam's at the side having a vanilla slice. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> going low, go down, and I can pull. You need to change the fucking Alexa. What the <laughs> <laughs> Get some Ja Rule on. You know what he likes. <laughs> Holy shit. That was so much fun. What a silly, silly section. I've got a week, old, I've got a week old baby. This is not my life. Like, what? if you're like, well, these two love shagging. I mean, this is all memory lane for me at the moment. When, uh, when, when do you think you'll be able to go back to Pound Town? Um, well, I admitted something on the Patreon episode just gone, didn't I? And it's a private breast-based thing that happened between me and my good wife that she has decided to tell and I, a look, lot of people about. I am... Um, Her mother. You told more people. You told thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. I think I'm into it. Look, right. I know we I know we say this a lot, and we've had a couple of comments recently going, oh, all the best stuff's on Patreon. What a fucking coincidence. Yeah, we saved the best stuff. For the people who fucking pay for it. To be fair, the last 25 minutes was fucking good fun, wasn't it? It just happens when it happens. But, but you revealed something on Patreon, which we won't reveal here. 
patreon.com slash have a pod. It's worth the three quid alone. Sign up, listen to the most recent episode, and then cancel it. You won't regret it. Um, but I think now that Laura has had her tubes tied yeah. and cauterized, I think she's, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a wee while. Obviously, she's just had major surgery. But it's funny. Like, she, I don't she think she's fancying me at the moment. You think she is? I think she's just, we just got a little, she's got like a, she's giving me a little nod. Like, yeah. That's nice. You do look more handsome lately. Got a glow. Got a glow. Your arms look big today. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Like, yeah. That jumper's nice, you know. It isn't it, said Johan Cruyff. Mm. Uh, from Retro Classics, someone asked. Retroclassics.co.uk. Really good stuff. Yeah. I'm going to get another one. Um, it's one of them. Someone emailed in a few months ago saying, oh, my missus gave birth in December. It's bloody February. I need sex. You're like, it's, you're kind of, you can't be a, like a dick about it. Come on, come on, love. I know you had stitches, but they're fucking out now. But I just think there's going to be a slow build and then... It's going to be a little bit of sexuality. Maybe I'll just play a, the start of this episode and that'll get her right in the mood. Will, Maybe yeah. I'll just clip out <laughs> Adam's pussy wall. Be like, Laura, do you want to get in the mood? Watch this. Adam like, just tickle, tickle, tickle on the old pussy wall. <laughs> tickle, tickle. And Laura be like, oh, mama, like that. Mama, like that. It's not, I'll be honest, having a newborn baby, it's not the sexiest time. When my mother-in-law stood there ironing and my Him's wife's- gone, by the way. Is he gone? Absolutely gone. <laughs> She's got a breast pump going, <laughs> and I love what, what it. Your mother in law has. <laughs> it's so. Go. I've got some lids finishing in the garden office. I've got a builder fucking still finishing. Your mother in law the, can't be doing that. My mother in law. That is milk hiding. is going to be off. <laughs> and everyone was like, Are you ready to go back to work? I swear to God, I need this calm. I need this calm. So, uh, Laura, Do you not I know like you're going to watch this, and I'm looking forward to making that sweet love. Plus, you've had your tubes tied, so I'm blowing loads everywhere. Yeah. Does is there no sort of like scope because the mother-in-law's there that she could look after the children while you go bonk? Yeah. How long's the mother-in-law staying for? About another week and a half. There you go. That's your window of opportunity. It's not. I don't. No, it's not. No, not it's reckon. Not. No, I don't. So you don't reckon in the next week and a half? No, no, not after a C-section. Why? Go round the back. A little bit tender. A little bit tender. We're in a dangerous conversation, guys. <laughs> this is a public episode. The thing is, though, it was a C-section, so there's been no damage done by the baby. Okay. <laughs> Just ever so slow. Ever so slow. The baby crying. Like my, mother, the my mother-in-law just creeping. Don't worry, guys. I'll just get him. <laughs> Do it in your room. Yeah. Yeah. Do it in your room. Next to your Super Mario poster. One day. One day. Feels weird that we've done the parenting thing now. Like, that is the last baby I'm having unless something goes really fucking wrong. So now it's just, we're, you know, hopefully unless you adopt, in a obviously. few months. Yeah. Ah, uh, Keith. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm done. This is it. This is the team. Now it's my time. Gradually, my life will get easier. But what happens and if... And then one of you will start having babies and then your life will be fucking... But what happens if, let's say in like yes, five years, so yeah. Jack's five, Etta will be... Nine. Nine. What if Jack and Etta both come to you, right? And they've been having a conversation and they go, we want to adopt a third. We want another brother or sister. Right. And we want them to be of a different ethnicity. It's a weird chat for a five and nine-year-old to have, isn't it? I know things have changed culturally, 
But that is a weird chat for a five and night. Can we just have a meeting in this room? <laughs> Etta's like, I know I'm only nine, but can I have a word? I want a private word with my five-year-old brother. Lad, we need a black brother. <laughs> and I don't mean figuratively. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Visit Rwanda, bring something back. <laughs> Not just duty-free. Why is that a scouse? I don't know. Because <laughs> the builders are still there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there's been, builders, have, builders have been fucking around in my garden for four years, and now to the extent that <laughs> my daughter's gone, lad, lad. If you were going to adopt a different one, though, a different ethnicity, would you go black or would you go Asian or... South American. South American? Wow. The old South American ethnicity. <laughs> Asian babies are the cutest, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Like, every, I'm very pro that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'd love to get like a little Argentinian. A little Argentinian. A little baby Argentinian. Not, not Chilean. Peruvian. Chilean. Chilean. <laughs> Chilean. No, Argentinian. Chilean. Chilean. It is. Chilean. Argentinian. I'd like a Maori. Would you? Yeah. Like the rock. Yeah. The pebble. Yeah. <laughs> and at 12, all our fucking Christmas family pictures are proper fucked up because we've got these awful Anglo-Saxon parents, two Anglo-Saxon kids, and a 12-year-old rock <laughs> who I've secretly been giving growth hormone in his Cocoa Pops. Father, I feel very strong. I'm like, why is he still got bro, an accent? Bro. It's a strong Maori accent. <laughs> you have a doctor. Daddy, I want to play rugby. <laughs> Using Jack as the ball. Never mind that. Help them fucking scousers finish the garden <laughs> off. Oh, I've relayed the lawn with my dick. Where are you from? I think I'm from South Africa now. I can't do, I can't do Mary. Mary. I don't know. I'm so far away from New Zealand that I don't know if we've accidentally been proper wrong, but. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like, a, I'd like to, uh, to adopt a rock. A Maori. Um, yeah. Cool. How about you, Carl? <laughs> You'd go Japanese, wouldn't you? Just because yeah. you're a year in Japan. And they're just that cute. Finn, what would you do? You go Turkish, Welsh, somewhere else? Uh, there would be a need to adopt if it was Turkish and Welsh. Uh, I'd probably. Go- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go. Yeah, probably Japanese or Asian. Yeah. 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 They are just good. Cute. Very positive. Talking about Asian people in a very positive way. Yeah. Yeah. What are you calling your Argentinian son? Oh, Lionel. John. John. Every fucking time. John Rowe. <laughs> John Rowe. The only Argentinian in fucking West Derby. No, it, you've got to go something a bit spicier, haven't you? Jonathan. Habanero, Rowe. <laughs> Nando's. Nando's, Rowe. <laughs> Um, chorizo. <laughs> Do you know why? It's so funny because it, because it's like Hispanic, so like it's like whoa. Because they're not like a race that's been like hammered. Like no one has ever been to school as a young Argentinian. Being like, I've been racially abused as an Argentinian. We're like, hey, chorizo, fine. Yeah, yeah. And they got the footy in there. What else do these in Argentina? Have they got like a national dish? Oh, let's have a look. Hey, eh? name of master that. Hey. Eh? And then we'll do Japan after this. <laughs> oh. Is it all just Spanish influence, surely? 
Oh, no, no, because the indigenous people... Asados. Asados, that's what I'm calling them. Asado, and that's what it is, asados. Barbecue meat. Barbecue meat, meat grilled on a perillo, large grill that is packed with steaks. I feel like that's going to be parillo. 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 I would love to eat that. Yeah, Looks good, doesn't it? Sweet bread. Oh, Do you so like, like those Argentinian Brazilian restaurants where they just bring you meat after meat unless you turn your little thing over? Have you been? I'm, I'm not. I, I've been... But every time I'm just like, I'd really love just a properly good steak. Because mm. you know when they come out and they're like, Fafedev? I'm like, nah, mate. Where's the guy with the steak? Oh, yeah. Chicken heart. That's what they offered me in Ben Brazil. Oh. It's nice, you know. I haven't tasted it. It just feels weird. I okay. just don't think about it. I, fi- I always feel it. like the steak guy just doesn't come round enough. The yeah. steak guy doesn't go to any tables. He's just teasing you. He yeah. just walks around the building with steaks like, hey. Where's nice the steak guy? Uh, it's uh, near the disabled Tyler. <laughs> You don't come around very much. But if you want to see chicken liver guy, there's far of them. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Speedy Gonzalez, we can bend the zone. Some squirrel meat. He, he, they can have guess. Pedro, where's the squirrel meat? Where's steak guy? He's not here. He gone. He's not allowed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And the Juano, she loves me the money. <laughs> Avida! <laughs> Japan, like Japan was very don't ask if you don't want to know. Really? Yeah, yeah. we used to go to Yahiniku a lot, which is... Yeah. And what would that? What would those waiters sound like? Was that just with food? Or was it like, where is my family? <laughs> oh, sorry, Carl, I was... It is, yeah, kidnapping. Don't ask. <laughs> just hope. No, you go to Yahiniku restaurants where you make it... Oh, what, 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 what? Oh, what, what? Yahiniku. So like the Yo Sushi of Japan. Yahiniku. Yakiniku. So in the middle of the table was a big... Um, grill. Yeah, yeah. And they gave you the meat. Right. It was all like yakiniku was cow, so it's just literally all a bit of the cow, like all of it. See, here's what and it tastes amazing, but you don't ask. Like Steve, right. made, Steve, made, my mate Steve's over there now. You go, what's that? And they like the Japanese person would go because we go with friends. They go, oh, that's like cow dick. So yeah. I'd eat it if I liked it. Wouldn't ask if I didn't like it. I go, what was that? Is it is it just in little piles? Is it arranged in the shape of a cow? It's yeah. They just give you a cow and a sword. See, here's my problem with different languages, right? Why not just call it a cow instead of yahiniku? No, yahiniku is the type of, like, yahi is grill. Right, okay, so it's grilled cow. It's not grilled cow, is it? Why? (laughs) In other languages, don't they just call it a cow? Is that what you just said? It's just... Fucking Japanese people with their own word for cow. It just Hang on, hang on. Yeah? Wait a minute. I thought what Carl was saying was that yahiniku was Japanese for cow. (laughs) And that just seems like a lot of effort for such a shit animal. Do you know what I mean? Right. One syllable instead of yahiniku. Why do we need four syllables for a fucking cow? (laughs) That's so how good the animal is. Yeah. So tiger should have more than tiger agargurugu. Because tigers are great. Yeah, but tiger's short for a Latin version of it, which is longer. You have no idea what you just said, surely. No, check it. Think about it. Best animal ever, Tyrannosaurus rex. (laughs) Fucking loads of syllables. Well known, heavyweight champion of animals. Yeah. Shit animal, rat. Mm, To lie at them. What? Sorry. The way you back that up with what looked like facts (laughs) that quickly is impressive. You just said that like, lad, I've grew up with that belief. Tyrannosaurus Rex, loads of syllables. I was right. My granddad taught me this between plastering the fucking wigwam. Rat, one syllable. Ant, shit. 
Flea. Shit. One syllable. Mountain lion. Donkey. Slightly better. Mountain yeah. lion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Saber toothed tiger. Duck bill platypus really fucks up your <laughs> argument, doesn't it? Okay. Oh, they're sick then. No, they're not. It's my favourite animal. Shut up. A duck bill platypus. It's a honestly. It's got half, what? It's half beaver, half duck. Exactly. It's fucked up. It's like a Pokemon. Are we? How are we following that? Literally. <laughs> 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 Literally, we're from fucking pussy walls to duckbill platypus. Either way, the ladies love it. If you want to uh, slow down, if you're about to come, just watch the last three minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Tigers, duckbill platypus. Oh God, let's have a little, um, let's have a little break, and we'll be back shortly. What's happening, guys? Are you on board the CBD oil train yet? Whether you are or you aren't, you should head to supremecbd.uk, one of the official sponsors of the Have Away podcast, and get yourself some premium CBD oil product from gummy bears to the oil itself. This stuff has got a million uses. It can help with anxiety. It can help you sleep. It can help with aches and pains. It's really, really brilliant. It's been helping me and a lot of other people. Now, if you go to supremecbd.uk and use the special promo code, code WORD, that's W-O-R-D, you get 30% off everything you order, and they slide us a little bit of money for sending you their way. That's how sponsorship works. They sponsor the podcast. We push you their way. It's a money game, baby, but you're going to get money off your CBD, and what's better than money off? Nothing. Go get it. SupremeCBD.UK. Going live. Welcome back. TikTok's doing well, isn't it? Yeah. Our TikToks do well at Have a Word Pod on all social medias. We've been meaning to do TikTok for ages. And I've been banging on about it since like Laura's quite into TikTok. She's like the old she's, I think mum TikTok's a bit of a thing. It's not just for the kids. Um TikTok it's, and it's Instagram it. Reels seem to be doing really well. We, obviously we like our main focus is always the long form podcasts, but we want to get as many eyes on it as possible. And the way we do that is clips on social media but it's very hard sometimes isn't it because tiktok's only a minute and instagram reels is only 30 seconds to go through three hours of a podcast and go what's the funniest 30 seconds of that <laughs> just to get uh, it out there to the masses when, when, i can imagine it is, some, hard, yeah. it is carl works his dick off carl and finn are working the dick off i honestly <laughs> could imagine people watching going yeah that wasn't very funny You're like oh it's, fucking, it's hard isn't it it's difficult to get to boil it down Facebook are like, do as long... Facebook is so reflective of the people that use it. Take as long it's as you want. old dying dog. Take as it? long as you want. You want a clip of seven minutes? That's absolutely fine. Upload it. We'll take our time. Have a cup of tea watching what, what, it. You want a full two hours? Have ah, two hours. That's absolutely fine. Twitter's like two minutes, 20. Opinions, banter, religion. Is that it? Outrage. That's Twitter's... Twitter. Are you offended about little things? Twitter. Are you bitchy and whingy and want to moan about stuff? Twitter. It's getting funny, in it? Like, because we're getting more and more eyes on the podcast, more and more people are seeing what we do. And with that comes, you're going to get a lot more fans, but you're also going to get a lot more whinges. And, like, we put a clip on TikTok about me saying, those people who've had to shield for a year, what if they've lost the social skills? Clearly just fucking around. There's people like, well, well, I've been shielding for a year and I don't find this funny. There's just so many. I watched your TikTok and I've been shielding and I'm not going to go out on the street and fuck everything. And I need to write that down in a comment. 
You fucking meths, mate. Keep shielding, dickheads. Stay in the house, turn off the fucking internet, and have a nap. Fucking wet wipes. I wonder if there'll ever come a time in the human race melded with social media where people watch something and they don't like it and they just go, nah, on to the next one, and they just watch the next thing. Yeah, most people do. But it's just the like, here comes a comment. <laughs> fucking dickheads. Not when people watch a video, like it, and comment. You know what I mean? No. Like, on Twitter especially. It's like, oh, this is disgraceful. Just, Twitter's yeah. just an angry platform. Don't look at it, it then. It is. It's, it's, it's what it's about, isn't it? Instagram's so friendly. Instagram's like, I made my tea. <laughs> I went for a lovely walk with my dog and my girlfriend. Hey, I, made quoting- ba- I got a baby. Hey, Twitter like, I fucking hate your team <laughs> and your political party. Fuck off and die. TikTok's like Twitter. <laughs> Those first two were mine, weren't they? I've made me tea. I've been for a walk with my girlfriend and a dog. And the third one was you. I've had a baby. <laughs> it really feels like I've lost some weight. Oh, it's lovely. That's me again. I don't want to lose weight. That's all right as well. Like, I'm still big. That's fine. You can be big. Instagram. It's pictures and it's friendly. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Twitter is just... It's easier to get anger out in 280 characters than positivity, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Anger's like a short reactionary thing, and that's what Twitter is. It's the shortest... It's and that... It's- and it's written as well, isn't it? It's mainly the word, like it's obviously it's videos and pictures, but Instagram is v- is nearly completely visual, unless they screenshot from Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is written opinion with some pictures and with some videos, and in those opinions, it gets like as soon as you're writing some down, you're like, that's just what I think, and it just weirdly. Cut. The strangest thing for me is I have a I have a burner account for Twitter for porn because I love Twitter's great for porn. If you need a little wanky woo on the go, not like on a fucking on the go on a bus, but like it, on the go to me is like walking. All right, I mean just like an away leg somewhere else. You're just not, and also sometimes I can't be asked getting a laptop out and I'm like, oh, I never get a laptop out. Oh no, that's my like I'm, deluxe. I'm phone inch from my face, pull the pod, spaff, and then I have to like press the little button in the bottom right and get rid of the porn. Otherwise, I have to put it in a different room and, like, wave sage over it. Yeah. Well, I've been using... Because Twitter's got a lot of porn on it, and I've been using it and then gone, I'm finished, and just, like, press the, like, home button. And that means that the next time you pop Twitter on, it's like, all the porn! And I did that in the birthing suite when we were... uh, When when Laura's giving birth early... You know, you just get in there and you're like, oh, everything's fine, everything's all right. And then I was like, oh, I'll do the loop of the phone and went onto Twitter and it was like, hi, Dan, remember what you were doing three hours ago, you dirty bastard? Were you wanking while Laura was in labour? Daniel? Anyway, we've got some correspondence. Daniel. We've got some correspondence. Were you masturbating while your wife was being cut open? No, 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 dickhead. No. 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 Cut open. <laughs> you have no time scale of pregnancy, do you? you? In your head, you're like, she started squeezing, and then they like it was a C-section. I, it was the night before, and I was at home. You were at home? Private time. But you said you were going to do the lap of the phone while you were at the hospital. So then we were in the labour suite, been yeah. a while since I've used my phone. <laughs> I go on Twitter, and what was oh. there from before? Right. It all makes sense if you can concentrate through the whole thing. 
I wasn't like, right, I oh, Laura, this is boring. <laughs> I know you're in labour, but I want to crack one out. This is my birth as well. Yeah, that's frowned upon in the birthing suite. I thought you just nipped off to the disabled toilet. Oh, no. Have you ever had a disabled toilet crack one out? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Really? Held on to the, the thing Why? on the side? Why? Why? Because I love the smell of shit. Strong start to this section. <laughs> <laughs> Strong start. No, like, um, yeah. Just nipped off, you know what I mean? From? Middle of a night out. Leave you at the bar getting around then. Go and have a wank, come back. A lot of sexual stuff happens to you in and around toilets, doesn't it? Virginity, crack one out in the dizzies. I and didn't it, really wank in the toilet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't. Except on a train. No. You never had to on a train? Trans, like, a that, transpennine wank? That woman's talking to you, though. No, I'll wait for her to finish. Uh, yeah. Don't flush your washing machine down the toilet. Come on. No, the vibrations of the train on you. No, you haven't. Have you cracked one out? In a train toilet. In a train toilet. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Because if, if Cause it, it says don't flush your extra sweater, but it doesn't say anything about cum-soaked tissue. It doesn't, does it? So. I mean, it was in the... The lack of, the, the lack was, of evidence. It was in the original script. <laughs> Be honest. Truth, truthy row. Have you touched little Vinny on the 1220 to London? Yeah, on the virgin toilet, yeah. On the Virgin Dream. Right. I was hungover. Oh, every time it's a hangover, isn't it? Oh, I know, I know. I've cracked one out in a fucking playground of a primary school. But I had a few drinks last night. No. Mid-toffee crisp. No, Let's no. have a break. That's not That's not justified, is it? You can't justify paedophilia with a hangover. You can justify coming on a train. Shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> We've dirted ourselves into the ground. Um... We've got a question here from Sean. Says, all right, boys, just a quick stand-up question for you. I made the decision recently, when COVID goes away, I'm going to have a go at an open mic night. Over the years, if a funny subject came to me, I've written it down in my phone just in case. I think I've actually managed to assemble a fairly solid set now. Do you really? You think, is that what you think, Sean? I, which, <laughs> which has given me... I mean, I've written down all these things. I think I'm ready for Wembley. Oh, <laughs> Carry on. I am listening. I just need to write down an idea for a joke I had earlier. Okay. I am listening. Keep going. To be fair to Sean, he's he's on the right tracks because this is Adam Rowe, who's re reasonably good at stand-up, and this is exactly what Adam does. It's what all God co good comics do. Never let a phone, let never let a, an idea just drift away. Always jot it down. That's one of the best bits of advice. And as you're drifting off to sleep and you're like, oh, yeah, that'd be funny, never think, Ah, it's all right. I can't be asked writing it down. I'll just write it down in the morning yeah. because that thought will drift off into La La Land and not come back in the morning. You're not going to wake up and go, <gasps> brilliant. Do you want to hear what me think is? Funny. Do you want to do it? I can tell you if you want. Or are you going to... It's just one line that I think will work. Go. So I'm writing like... A... Have you ever been on a train? <laughs> <laughs> I've wrote a couple of girlfriend bits lately because obviously I've been seeing Sam for a few months now and it'll be like six months by the time we go back to work and that. Yeah. So the line I just thought because she was thought, she's into astrology, Sam. So is your missus, isn't she? Yeah, of course, so, of course she is. So the, the line I've thought of is uh, my girlfriend's into astrology, which means when she's being a cunt, she blames the moon. <laughs> do you do? Do you oh, do that? Don't Neptune's they? having a, having a sleep today. That, that'll work as a line, won't it? That'll get a laugh. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just as a little introduction. Can tell, can tell you're past the, uh, what, <laughs> you know, like the honeymoon, honeymoon. period. Mm -hmm. 
Because you, when you're a few months in, you're like, yeah, I've written the show. When you're in like, what the world needs now. No one has that thought after the first two weeks, do they? <laughs> after the first three or four months, like, you know what? Fucking blame me in a con, blame me on the moon. Solid. <laughs> Solid banter. Um, yeah. He says, however, after... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, over the years, it's funny, and, and I think I've actually managed to assemble a fairly solid set, uh, which has given me confidence to consider an open mic. Fair enough. <laughs> However, I've talked my ideas through with a few different people <laughs> and found out when I walk them through it, there's barely any reaction. Obviously, I don't do it as a routine, more just talk around the jokes. I really do think I've got some funny material, but the lack of reaction is making me doubt myself. Does this mean my material is shy or is it different when it's performed on stage? Any advice would be appreciated. Cheers, Sean. Um, I, 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 it's funny because that thing of like, I think I've got a fairly solid set is always going to get a reaction from comics. Because yeah. if you've never tried comedy and you've put like 20 ideas in your phone, you've got 20 ideas. And in all honesty, what, what number out of them might work? or stick when you're starting out. If you've got one or two out of those 20 that lands, you've had a result. Defo. Because the, the return rate is going to be low. The um, But the trying it with friends is, I, can, I know all, what he's going through because it goes, you go, oh my God, am, am I wrong? Well, first of all, you don't want to end up being that guy who's always trying bits on his mates first. You just don't want to be because people will get bored of it. Secondly... One of the big reasons a lot of stand-up works is because of the context of a man on stage trying to be funny and you've got the freedom to talk and explore ideas and people in the audience know you're trying to be funny and they're in a crowd of people. When you're just saying it to your mates, sometimes I'll tell Sam or Carl or uh, my dad or my brother or another one of my mates a bit that I've really enjoyed from another comedian that I think is hilarious and they look at you like you're speaking... Chinese if, if because you say to me an idea that you've got, yeah, I won't go, ha ha ha. I'll go, yeah, yeah, that'll work, yeah, that's good. Or but then no. you'll see it on stage and you might laugh, yeah, but I won't go, ha ha ha. That was fantastic. And also, there are yeah. some bits that really that retell well in conversation mm. that make great bit. This is why stand up is infuriating and mesmerizing and wonderful and difficult because it's not there isn't one rule for like some bits you can go, mate, I've just thought of this, and people go, ha ha ha. And it'll work really well on stage. And other bits will get fucking nothing from your mates. They'll be like, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. And we'll end up being your best bit of material. Also, like, on stage funny. Being funny as a stand-up comic takes such a high level of being funny. I remember talking about this with, I did, I was the guest co-host on Jason Manford's Absolute Radio show. This was about two, two and a half years ago now. Maybe even a bit longer. It's good that it's a really good it's it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. Um and Manford sound as well. When I turned up, he was like, uh, just so you know, you don't have to be anywhere near stand up funny to be really funny on this. He said, just it was before I was a podcaster and sort of did this twice a week. He was like, us just having a conversation and trying to make each other laugh will be more than enough to make everyone think you're brilliant. And I sold loads of Edinburgh Festival tickets off the back of that. Um on stage is a high level of funny. It takes a lot, and that's why there's a lot of people who do these short TikTok videos and Instagram reels and Facebook videos where they're like, every type of girl in a nightclub 
and they're all pretending to be like the, the girl who's always on her phone, the slaggy one, the one who drinks too much, the one who's trying to get everyone into a taxi, and it'll get a million likes and a hundred million views, and then that cunt announces a stand-up tour, and they go on it, and they do three shows and cancel the rest of the tour, because being funny for 30 seconds to your phone screen is a completely different skill to holding the attention of a room for 20, 30, 45, 60 minutes. It's just a totally different thing, and the it's the most rewarding, it's the, it's the best way of being funny is on stage in front of a live audience, but it's the hardest to do, and it takes years and years and years, and this is why... We've spoken about this, especially on the Alfie Brown episode recently. There's a lot of people who are getting TV breaks and like stand-up specials on the BBC or a stand-up set on the BBC who will then go and sell tours or try and do these big clubs. And they're on with comedians who've never been given a break but have worked on the comedy circuit for 20, 25 years. sharpening the tools. Who just destroy the place. Like, put it this way. I'd rather follow any comic... Any comic who was on the last series of Mock the Week, then I would rather follow Mick Ferry yeah. at the Frog in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Mick will never be on that show because Telly has just gone, nah, not for us. Yeah. Shannon's has done seven minutes on TV and you would take so many of the names that have done Live at the Apollo in the last few years, you would much rather close over them than Steve Shanyaski who got on TV once in 2010. Fuck following Steve Shanyaski after he's done the middle spot. Mate, Steve Shanyaski, if he's in the mood, like don't don't get me wrong, some of those some of those bits are 10 years old, but they're 10 years old and still in the set because they are funny bits. And he can sell his shit. And he's just gone, I want to be a weekend smasher. George, funny about that Shanyaski. We used to love that before we knew. Chanyaski. The seven minute clear. Yeah. 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 We used to love On that Comedy clip. Rocks. Yeah. With Jason Manfred. Jason Manfred's Comedy that. Rocks, yeah. yeah. What's the bit? We used to talk about it all the time. It's the um, moving in with your girlfriend. Oh, and you um, get like an inch of wardrobe space. And yeah, yeah. That's yeah. such a good seven minutes as well. He's, yeah. he's got some some great bits. That's but, still on YouTube. So check that out. But who, Steve Chanyaski, Comedy Rocks with Jason Manfred. It's a really Shana's good set. on as well. He's great. He's one of my old mates from stand up. Um, Should maybe try and get him next week. We haven't got a guest for next week. Yeah. He's really, really sound, and he has just honed his skills. He's not done. He's done. I think he's done Edinburgh once, but all he's he's like, I pay the bills by fucking hoofing it on a weekend, and then you gig with some guys who have got more notoriety because TV's got quotas that need filling, who aren't much further on than than the brand new acts, are they? They've like well that festival of funny that was just on the BBC there's there was a load of acts on that who've literally just done their first TV set stand up on a, essentially a taxpayer funded service who I wouldn't book for a 10 minute open spot in Runcon no and good luck to them good luck to them I'd take the opportunity if I was given it I'm sure but um, in terms of Sean and trying his material the thing is as well I just I, sorry to sort of stand on you there, but I just want to make something clear. I'm not slagging those acts off. They're just new. I'm not saying they're shit, but they're just new, and it does it does them as much harm as it does anyone else. I've got a couple of mates, and I won't name them, who got a couple of breaks early on, and it looked like they were p- picked as the next big thing, and it's like they won like one or two competitions, like the, the new act competitions, and then everyone goes, you're the new one. You're going to be dead good, and it puts so much pressure on them, and then... They, have, they get put into clubs to do 20s and they're dying. 
So then the club stop booking them. And then because the club stop booking them, they can't hone the stuff. Then they can't get an Edinburgh show together. Then the TV people come and see them. And because their their confidence is low and they haven't been able to do well on weekends or in, in comedy clubs, then they're in front of TV people are going, he was meant to be the next big thing. And then they end up doing absolutely fuck all. And they've got, through the whole of that, one of the biggest agents telling them what to do because it's all just academy stuff, isn't it? It's yeah. like... It's like the, the, the under-18s. I'm sure they've got agents who represent some of the biggest footballers and they're like, listen, we need about 10, 20 of these young lads. Knowing that fucking 18 of them will not be there at the professional level. That's what the agents are doing with these new acts. And I, I, I'm sad for some of these new acts that get these first chances and you're like, God, you're not ready. No. Like My agents told me to do Edinburgh this year. You're like, you're not ready for it. You need to get a 20 sorted. Never mind an hour. Doing an hour Edinburgh well takes a lot of time and experience to do it properly. Oh, my God. Comics just, like, the industry needs to change a lot. And a big thing that needs to change is that agents and managers and publicists need to just fucking chill out a bit. And get, like, I love comedy. I'm obsessed with it. We've talked about it a million times and I love it when questions like this come up and it sparks one of these conversations. We're so far behind the top of America. Apart from our our few big hitters, McIntyre, Kevin Bridges, Mickey Flanagan, I think you can put them in the world-class bracket. But we haven't got anywhere near as much. But there's, this is such a comedy island. There's more comedy per capita in the UK than anywhere else in the world. And it's because we, we love it and we... But, we're never going to reach those absolute peaks unless comics are going to be given the time to grow and hone their skills before they're given big opportunities. Like, I, I see, I talk to people now who I haven't seen for years who I, like, grew up with. Like, do you remember um, me mate growing up, Bernard? Yeah. Do you remember Mark, his uncle, who used to play footy with us? I do, yeah. Right. So I bumped into, he works in Asda, and I, I bumped into him. And he was like, oh, how are you getting on? He was like, when are you going to be on these shows, lads? He said, because do you know what? I used to fucking love Mock the Week when it first started. I used to love the live the Apollo and that. I used to sit down every week. We'd we'd make sure we either watched it or recorded it. And now it's fucking shite. They've got all these young kids on who don't know what they're fucking doing. That's the, that's the audience. That's the people who go and watch live comedy. That's someone who loves comedy who's becoming disillusioned with TV comedy. And it's because when Live the Apollo started, it was Jack D hosting it. And he went, here's Lee Mack to do 20 minutes. Here's Michael McIntyre to do 20 minutes. Here's Julian Cleary to do 20 minutes. People who'd worked the circuit and worked as comics for years. And now it's someone who did well on the last series Live the Apollo hosting, who is five, six years into their career, introducing someone who's two or three years into it, who's just been signed by a big agent. If you gave those comics another five years, just push it back five years, still give them the opportunities. Just let them get better. It'll be better for them. It'll be better for comedy. And it'll bring more audience back to comedy. I, uh, this is back to the thing of like, HBO and Netflix is the reason that the American scene is so much further on than us because the pinnacle of American comedy was always an HBO special. And now it's become a Netflix special. And that's a subscription-based service cable a cable tv station where you could say anything and the producers of those like the i mean netflix is essentially a channel now isn't it they put they literally encourage artists to push the boundaries there's no one going oh my god you can't say that oh god you can't say that and that's why america has ended up so much further ahead because the top of their industry there are major companies going everyone will watch this 
And this is historically where all the best have come. And you can do longer and you have to be phenomenal and you can say anything. The content isn't like, we're not going to take a script and go, God, you can't talk about that. You can't say these words. And then over here, we've got the BBC and the ITV, the BBC particularly, which has been an incredible like uh, patron of comedy over the years, but it holds modern stand-up back because it goes, you can't say this, 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 because we're a, we are a license fee supported channel. So everyone's allowed to be like, oh my God, you said this about this minority and you said this word. You can't say cunt. And you're like, there should never be that sort of sanitizing of stand-up it's because it holds it back. A hundred percent, but it's it's all it's going to be there when it's a, a essentially a taxpayer funded thing because essentially the viewers of the BBC are shareholders of it on on paper. Do you know what I mean? So they've got every right to go. I'm funding this. I don't like it. Where when it comes to Netflix, although their subscription is funding it, it's a voluntary thing. Do you know what I mean? It's voluntary. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I'm just and saying you can't it, it holds us back, doesn't it? You, yeah, a hundred percent. You can't accidentally put Dave Chappelle's special on. You have to go to. He says it in one of his specials. If you're pissed off at what I'm saying, remember, you clicked on my face. But you can skip past the BBC and go, oh, what's this on? And then hear something you don't want to hear. And that's the argument from the people who get upset by it. There needs to be, you know... Well, Netflix need to make some UK stand-up. But the only More way they're going to... UK stand-up. The only way they're going to do that is if our industry changes and we can compete with... Because at the minute, the only, the only UK comics who get a Netflix special are the ones who have done great over here and then started doing bits in America, like Jack White or Jimmy Carr. They actually tend to be a lot of the acts who are signed to Hannah Chambers' management, I think. Well, they, it's an American service, isn't it? Yeah. That's, they, they know every American stand-up special they know has a chance to do well internationally, but the American market is more insular. There's yeah. less American Netflix users are going to be like, who's this British guy? There's, there needs to be more of a reason. So for Netflix, it's it's a just a numbers game, isn't it? Like, why are they going to pump in loads of money to UK stand-up when it, it'll sell well over here in terms of Netflix, but it might not do as well internationally and with their US market. However, it's still stifling to UK comedy. And this yeah. is why, God bless YouTube and everyone watching here, because this is our chance to be free of that. To be like the bet the, the quality will rise. You can't. This is why I love our podcast because people find it and go, "This is really funny. It makes me laugh." And no producer and no like script script editor has ever been involved. No agents have ever been like, "Do you know what would be great?" They've tried. Adam, Adam and Dan <laughs> would be so good together. And we think it should be about this. And we don't think they should talk about anything. Yeah, us talking about wanking on the train wasn't our best bit of this episode. That would have been ed that would have been script edited way before. And do you know what else have been script edited? The fucking slow pussy wall. It would have all been taken out. If if UK uh, producers who have got the TV mentality would take the what have we done an hour so far in this episode and edited out what they think is suitable, that would have been an eight minute first half to this <laughs> podcast. And they can fuck off because I think that is dying. We I are going to get dying. you involved with all these advertisers and then they can decide that they don't want to advertise on you anymore because you said dick whilst doing a Samoan accent. And your uncle, <laughs> and your uncle who is bored of that wants the the date with the Samoan accent he because does, yeah. it's because it's more interesting and and you can be an adult and go yeah I don't like it I think it's just crass and I don't like it that's fine good that's allowed you can go and find something that you like that's a bit more tempered we've never once said we're trying to make something that everyone likes we're trying to make something that 
people aren't getting anywhere else, and that makes us laugh. That's all we're so doing, it? So bring on YouTube and bring on, like, smart TVs and let people choose what they want to watch and just stop, like... It, it feels like an attack on the BBC, but it does feel like it, it holds UK comedy back that someone's going, no, naughty word. And just for, who's offended by words? Like, I, I, like sentences and like context, I can see how that's offensive. But like, just being like, I don't like the word cunt. Cunt's a naughty, really naughty word. It's just a noise. It's one of the worst words. Like, how can you how can you listen to a story where the Tory government's like, nah, we're not gonna feed poor kids. Nah. Nah, we're not gonna give them school meals out of uh out of school terms. Like, yeah, that's fine, I'll listen to that all day. Twat. Oh my god! <laughs> you said the war against terror. You said that word like <laughs> fucking grow up. Good God. So what's his name? Ryan. So Sean. Sean. Uh so there you go, Sean. So um, I think that answers your question, Sean. <laughs> Fuck the BBC. Fuck the BBC. <laughs> let me just let me just say I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure what Sean meant was, why is the BBC holding back UK comedy? <laughs> I mean, I know he asked about his own career, but I think the bigger picture of what he was like hinting at. Here's the thing, Sean. You're never gonna know what's gonna work on stage until you do it on stage. So when you get the opportunity, when open mic starts again, do it on stage. Get on stage as often as you can. Work as hard as you can for as long as you can. Keep getting better and better and better at stand-up. That's the only way you can do it. Trying to make your friends laugh with your stand-up ideas. Sat around the dinner table or stood having a pint. It's just not a good way of doing it. They're going to end up thinking you're a twat. Get on stage. Keep getting on stage until you're good enough that someone gives you some money for it. It's the yeah. only way to be good at stand-up. It's the only way to get better. It's the only way to know if any of your ideas are actually stand-up funny. There's no yeah. shortcut. There's nothing else you can do. Apart from being non-binary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that will help a little. Yeah. A non-binary black dwarf. Dwarf? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You were trying really hard. <laughs> That's the old one, isn't it? A non-binary uh, black dwarf uh, who is in uh, the triads. You do rate me, though, yeah? <laughs> Lads. <laughs> I'm not just, like, filling a quota. <laughs> oh, Sean. Good luck to you. Good I'm, luck to you. You got any other questions? I'd love to be... Uh, I'd love to do it all again. I wouldn't, but it, it was exciting. Yeah. Just so exciting. Enjoy it while you can. So it's like it's the first gig is like is like the first bonk without a condom. It's all Yeah. Just like rubbing your fucking face right along a big pussy wall for twenty minutes. Get your face. Face in the pussy wall. She a big lady. She a big lady. Do you reckon there's a vagina in the world that can take my head? No. You've got a big There aren't many hats. Have you got a big... Have <laughs> 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 you have got quite a large head? It I looks have, yeah. weighty. Yeah. Like you've lost weight, but not in the head. <laughs> no, it's big, isn't it? I end up looking like a brat doll when I lose weight. Do you know Soft what I mean? Because it's still sort of like... Do you know what I mean? Like a fucking pop vinyl. You know I mean? There are some heads that I reckon could get up there with the right lady and the right head. Oh, it's just my holiday ruined. Or he yours? Can... No, I've got quite a large. No, but it's... something that Sam keeps mentioning to me, like 
we're at this point in the relationship. Mate, you're going to need more than a chocolate bar halfway through that, aren't you? Full head up there. <laughs> no. It's going to be a roast dinner at half No, time. I don't mean that. But like, we're at the point, you know, you said we're past the honeymoon period before. <laughs> we're at the point in the relationship. Where, where she wants your head in a fudge. <laughs> no, where she just keeps like, she'll be looking at me for like 30 seconds oh, silently. Yeah. And then she'll go, and she'll just say something audible, but she's not trying to be audible. She'll just be like, you've got a really fucking flat bit on your head, haven't you? Like, just yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. Yeah, it's really flat, that. And then she'll go back to watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. She's and sowing then, the seeds, lad. And then... What for? For him to get a new head. <laughs> a job. <laughs> and then she'll just be looking, like... And she'll be like, you get really dry skin, don't you? You need to start oh. moisturising. So I've, start, I've started using a skincare thing. Oh, God. The amount of times she mentions my eye, but she does it in this way... Where she's like, I love your eye. I oh, really I like knew it. it was going to be, yeah. I love your eye. No, I really love your eye. I Where's do. the red flag? <laughs> I really love your eye, I do. The way it just fucks off. It just fucks off, doesn't it? Like, you'll just close your eyes and your eye just fucks. I love it. But your eye just fucks off. <laughs> yeah. Are you all right? Just fucks off. Adam, I'm worried about you. She you... says my fingers fuck off as well. She thinks it's weird that my fingers sort of bend up. I mean, it is, but you... Wow, that's oh, mad. Oh, my God. My thumbs can do that. What have they, fa- what have they found? Water? What the fuck? That's mad, I've never... Can you not do that? Like a magician? Yeah, you do it too. No, they do not. Look at that. No, that's just bending them up. It's actually fold. Yeah, and my toes fuck off as well. My toes are like a fucking... Like, if I put both my feet together there, they go like that. It's fine. I I think it's it's fine until she starts putting pamphlets for, like, you know, plastic surgery in front of you. And then I think you need to call one of us. Well, she said to me the other day, everything about you just fucks off, doesn't it? Your eye fucks off, your fingers fuck off, your toes fuck off. Did she really, though? She needs to fuck off, doesn't she? Oh, Carl. (laughs) Getting defensive. Yes. (laughs) No one talks to my man like that. Sexy. And so (laughs) Sam's insecure about her nose. She thinks she's got a bad nose. Give it a back. And I like her nose. But I said to the other day, I went, if you keep going like this, I'm going to start making nose jokes. Yeah. And she was like, don't, because it really upset me. Do you want me to cry? Right. Yeah. You could be like, love, I love your nose. I love it. But it's proper fucked, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> she, is she really? Yeah. Does she really say stuff like that? In a jokey way. In a, in I like, a jokey I like way. It. I like it. Chip, so I like it. Chipping so. away. Chip, chip, <laughs> chipping away. Yeah. Laura's taking a different stance where she's really too supportive. She's like, oh, no, you look great, love. Don't oh, you? and this was the big thing the other day. I'm very, very aware that I'm punching. Sam is more beautiful than I am. Well, she, you're aware of it because she's telling you. But she literally told me. What? I was like, she said something and I went, do you think you're the more attractive one? And she went, yeah. And I went, what? Yeah. And she went, yeah. She went, I love you. I find you dead sexy. I think you're really handsome. I, I, like, I love everything. I wouldn't change anything about you. But yeah. <laughs> Apart from this list of things. <laughs> That's the right way around, though, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah, never happens. Yeah. To, I'm writing a stand-up bit about this. You do not want that to be around. It never happens the other way around. You don't want it to be around either. No. You don't want to be the really attractive man tra- dr- with a... Bridge dwelling and you don't want her to think that either. Oh, you're you're the best. It yeah. doesn't she happen. Needs to have some confidence, and I don't really know why. And I want me stand up to investigate it. I don't know why, but attractive women end up with men who are you know just a little bit lower. Yeah, 
But you are also a straight man, so you do find women more attractive. It's not like you're walking around going, oh my God, these guys are gorgeous. No. I think women are a bit more attractive than men. No, no, no. But I think objectively, I can look and go, I've never seen a man. Are you lot all right? What's going on? Uh, I'm just, I'm proving it. So Charlie Adam and his wife there. Yeah, but he's also a footballer. Do you know what I mean? So what what I'm saying is you can look at someone, (laughs) you can look at a couple, and even as a straight man, you can be like, he could do better than that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or she could do better than that. Just attractive-wise. Obviously, personality matters and blah, 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 blah. But just from a purely superficial looks basis. Yeah. You can look at a couple and go, he could get a more attractive girl than that. She could get a more attractive man. You, you can do that. Right. By looking at a couple. Yeah, I know what Objectively. You mean. And it never, it's ever... A, it's a bit of a cunty game. Yeah. But I know what you mean. But you very, very, very rarely see an attractive man with a troll. Oh. But you do see attractive women oh, with man trolls. Oh, it feels like there's something wrong with the whole fuck. It feels like the balance of the cosmos is off when you're like, what the fuck is that objectively beautiful man doing with that fucking four? Yeah. Well, that but it common, doesn't happen. It's a common phrase, isn't it? That better be his fucking sister. That common phrase? That common phrase? <laughs> that common phrase? <laughs> sick of saying it. <laughs> I can't remember the last day. <laughs> When I did not of that four, five, six really, times. Yeah. I say I say hourly. Yeah. Uh, common phrase. That's a common phrase. <laughs> that better be us. Well, you shut up I saying know. that. Do you know, You're never not saying that, are you? Do you know, you know I, that common phrase? Yeah, there is. I think equal attractiveness. I don't mind. There's a, like a margin of error in there. I used to have a bit about this. There's something very off-putting about having a beautiful person be with someone who you do not deem within the margin of error. Like a three, and it doesn't matter if it's girl, guy, like, it draws notice, doesn't it? When you've got two, like, I am Brian, I love you. You're like, good for them. Yeah. They've found each other right at the bottom of the gene pool. Yeah, yeah. They've found love. And then when you see two stunning people, you're like, there you go. That's better for the human race. Take us forward, make us more attractive. But when you've got Brian with fucking, like, a supermodel, you're like, I need to know... What the fuck's gone on here? <laughs> Has he won the Euro Millions? Is she blind? I need to know why this happened. Yes, yeah. sister. Every time I post a picture of me and Sam, <laughs> it's just, yeah, a common phrase. There you go, there's your answer. But I get well, like, should we do merch with that on? Because I think is that, everyone's already heard it, haven't they? That better be his, that better be his fucking sister. <laughs> but I get like a little message from like one of our listeners going, punching, lad. Punching, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I am. I need to be reminded all the time. Yeah, and it, and that's also socially acceptable to say that. Like, no girl does that girl banter to another girl. No. Hiya. Hiya, Laura. Just wanted to get in your DMs. You're punching. <laughs> that's not going to go down well, is it? No. Yeah. yeah. So, date within your attractive margin of error, please, guys. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that better be his fucking sister. That's going to be on hoodies and t-shirts. <laughs> oh, that's going to fly. Thing. That well-known common phrase. You have said it, though. No, oh, I've said it loads. I, so much that I don't know what it is. Are you my sister? <laughs> sister, sister, talk about a two-way twister. Is that it? You've never said that phrase. He better be his fucking sister. <laughs> like, if it's a really attractive lady... Better and be! <laughs> ...and a not attractive man. Like, oh, it must be his fucking sister, that. That must be his sister. Yeah. yeah. I, say it, I say it hourly, mate. Oh, hourly. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing it from you. 
<laughs> I need a panini. So you say that. Sean, new material wise, <laughs> open with that bit. Uh, I've t- I, you know, uh, just going off my phone. I've got an hour and a half here. I've got my first HBO special in my phone. Pretty solid. And I'm closing with, you know what it's like when you see someone, you're like, that's his fucking sister. <laughs> and it is, because you went to school with him. He can't close with that. Good night. He can't close with hack lines. Everyone says that. Oh, I know, it's boring. That's a weekend put down, that, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't come to where you work and knock your sister out your mouth. <laughs> I, where did you learn to whisper? Inside your sister? <laughs> <laughs> Give me sister. <laughs> Ah, uh, press the button. Let's have a break, eh? This has been such a lot of fun. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Have you lot entered a game on finalrunner.com yet? Yes? Brilliant. No? Well, I need every single one of you 18-plus aged listeners to go to finalrunner.com and support them. These guys have brought the official last-person-standing game online for everyone to enjoy and if you don't know what the last person standing is it's a very simple game you pay one entry fee and you're in you pick a team from this week's set of Premier League football fixtures if your team wins you go through to the next round if your team loses you're out but once you've picked the team you can never pick them again you can't pick the same team twice the last person standing at the end when everyone else has had a losing team wins the cash prize that was generated by the original entry fees and it is as simple as that it's getting close to the end of the Premier League season but there is enough time to enter one of the competitions or if you're a small business sports club charity or whatever you may be and you want to raise money for a good cause you can with finalrunner.com simply register as an organisation and create a competition and the cash prize will be split between the winner of the competition and the organisation so this is definitely a new way to fundraise for yourself as a player, I, I've been playing this for the past few weeks. I can't stress how much fun it is. And please do go and support them. They're finalrunner.com. They've sponsored us. We really love it when you support our sponsors because that means they go and sponsor us again. Please do it, lids. Finalrunner.com. Set up now. Get involved with your mates. It's an absolute laugh. Bye, Felicia. We're back. Welcome back. Jamie, where did Queen record Bohemian Rhapsody? I mean, we haven't even said a word before we started recording, but I just thought we'd open straight away by going, where did Queen record Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, that's another story for later on in the pods, isn't it? Oh, right. <laughs> Build up to that. Yeah. So uh, you, you got very excited because, Jamie, you're about to play where? What's it called? I'm going to go and record my second album in Rockfield. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's like Rockfield for people who aren't like musos like me and Finn. So that's over there. Uh, like most musicians who are in bands here, the words Rockfield Studios and come in the pants. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you did, didn't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah. literally, literally, I think I could see a bit of stickiness. <laughs> yeah. somewhere, but, uh, nah, uh, it's basically where, like, I think Black Sabbath were the first bands to go. It was the, it's the oldest, basically, residential recording studio in the world. It was the first ever one. Used to be a farm? Used to be a farm. These two mad brothers inherited the parents' farm and were like, we don't want to be fucking farmers. We love music. So then he converted one of the old bands into his studio, bought loads of gear, got shit hot at recording. And then I assume the parents died. 
Does the parents can't just go and move away for a couple of months and yeah. come back and find all the kids gone? Find those kids born in Freddie your Mercury's <laughs> in there. <laughs> but, but no, basically, I, I don't know. I think the parents basically just stayed. pull that mic a bit closer to you. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I think the parents basically stayed to help out on, like you know, just around the farm. It is still is a functional farm. But, right, okay. uh, majority, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, really, yeah. But majority, it's it's known for the the studios. So the ad bands, they like Ozzy Osbourne and that with the first band Motorhead and that years ago yeah. coming to stay there, so you live there and just record and play music all day and night. Do you know what I mean? So and what's the thinking? Get you out of your home environment, get you away from city distractions. There's fuck all else to do in rural Wales. Yeah. So you've got to get the album done. Yeah. Well, the album's written demoed. It's just more like finding like a nice place to record it and get in the like in the right zone and like said Oasis recorded it. Watch the story there. Coldplay writ yellow Jeez. there by like just walking out looking up at the stars yeah and the first line of the song is look at the stars and that's how we fucking went into it you know what I mean it's amazing like you need to watch the documentary it's been took off iPlayer so I don't know how you will but <laughs> uh, it's called Rockfield Studio on the Farm and it's fucking I'm, I'm getting excited now talking about it because it's like for musicians it is I love it when like passion and shit radiates off someone like that you know there's not like obviously we're like that with comedy but there's nothing like that with comedy is there there's no like no you can't go tell you what this tour is going to be brilliant <laughs> we're going to end it in a farm in wales <laughs> <laughs> fucking massive yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's now my dream i think i reckon i want to record the first stand-up special at a Rock a field. farm in Wales, yeah, yeah. Farm. <laughs> yeah. but not this one because it'll be expensive <laughs> just some random yeah. farm near fucking abergavenny just to give you a thingy I was in like a date quarrel, shall we call it, but not personally, through management with Florence and the Machine because we both had the same dates for the studio. Yeah. But thankfully, because she's so big and famous and rich, like, fair play to her, she's amazing. By the way, yeah, I'm not having a dig at Florence, I love her. Uh, but she booked like five or six massive studios around the country, probably around the world, <laughs> for the same dates, and then like decides near the time which one she wants to go to. So yeah, yeah. thankfully... She did not for Rockfield, and I've managed to get in there. She fucked off somewhere else. Yeah, she's fucked off, thank God. Who do you take, Jay? Who's your crew? Like, because you're a fucking one-man show. Like, when you... Like, these bands all go and, like, just fill the farm. Yeah. Is it just you turning up with your your travel bag? I play with the band now when it comes to my own stuff. So, like, I've got... I'm going down there. Obviously, you work with the producer. So, he's, like, basically tells you how to make your songs good. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's okay, but it'd be better if you'd done this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they, they know all about sound and everything else. So you work with the producer. You like, you basically, they interview you and you interview them. Like, you meet them, but now it's all being done on with Zoom. Is it true? Because I heard a while back that, like, in the music industry now, because obviously there's there's not as much money in selling music anymore because everything's streamed and yeah, Spotify yeah. and YouTube and shit like that. And I heard that producers are making more money than the artists a lot of the time. That if you're if you're a good producer and no probably even at mediocre level you are yeah because right for example there might be I know Par Street is probably three hundred fifty quid just for the room hire yeah just for the day and then the producers normally comes on top of that and like if you want to go with one of the best producers in the city you're looking at James Skelly the singer from the Coral Rich Turvey. Uh, who I done parts of my album with his work with his with tunes with the Cortinas, Carl Barato, the Libertines and shit like that. He's he's a top producer. Then anyone basically out of past you're looking about a grand on top of that. Just yeah. for the a, for a, a day. A day or a sport pay track. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's per wow. track, but they like to get them knocked out in the best part of a day and then he'll mix for another day. So when you think about it, it's like some of these bands are paying that just to have the tunes sounding like they'll gig and gig and gig, save up all the money for a for a for a, a single. Do you know what I mean? And then they'll spend that money. And don't be wrong, the producer's earned his money because he's saying that like I'm telling you the song that they went in with it's not the one, it's they, come not the one they come out with. <laughs> or it doesn't sound anything near as good. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a pimp my ride for yeah, basically, your fucking single. Yeah, so for me, I've got a guitar. Before I had my band, I'd go in with the producer and like, look, these, this is how I play the guitar to and this is how I sing it. And he'd say, yeah, well, what about drums? What do you want for drums? And I'm like, well, I thought this. And he's like, yeah, maybe, but you know, what about this? And then you work, you work between you, but he's the one who puts the drums onto your songs because yeah. I don't play drums. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Unless I've got a drummer in the band with me, but... This is what producers do. They'll put the drums on, they'll put piano on, they'll put bass on, they'll put synths on, they'll put harp on. If you do whatever you want on it, they'll do it through a computer or through a, a, an instrument. You know what I mean? So, but some of these bands, they're not making like like I say, some of your streams, it's like zero point zero six pence a play, maybe even less. Do you know what I mean? So like, you need so to get six grand, you need a million streams effectively. But between four and six grand, yeah, you need a million streams. Sorry, Jane, watch that mic. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. So most like most bands like who are coming up, and you know, to break a million streams is quite a, it's quite an achievement for an indie band on an yeah, indie yeah, label yeah. or on a non-indie label if you're just representing yourself. So when you think about it, like most bands will like there's bands who've like good bands in the city in Liverpool who've had tunes out for some of them the best part is five to ten years, maybe even longer, and having it a million streams do you know what I mean and that's not that's not down to yeah. them being a bad band or the song being bad it's down to marketing you know they're not at a label to get marketing and, and the yeah. industry's and, and, and basically people actually getting off their ass and taking the time to listen to a new song do you know what I mean yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's an unheard band like people are like well no I want to listen to what Noel Gallagher's brought out you know what I mean which is which is fair enough because that's the they're the channels they're forced down but yeah producers unless unless you're a, you know unless you're doing it at a decent level Producers will earn more money than, than bands. Most yeah, of the yeah. time. Do you with the same one again and again, or do you find one that, or do you just it's, do a different one for each album? I've worked with about four or five different producers now, and um, or maybe three or four, and they all every they all have their own ways of working, and they all have you know their own ways of getting getting a result, get, you know, getting the outputs from you. But uh, I, I've never had a bad word to say about any of the producers that I've worked with, to be honest. <laughs> the, 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 the just it's really funny, because, like, listening to you talk about music and, like, the certainly the the getting money from sort of putting your content out, there's so many parallels with comedy, isn't there? I can like, imagine. And podcasting, like, you're talking about, like, it's hard to get someone to listen to your song when Noel Gallagher's just put a new album out. And it's the exact same with this, or, like, the podcast or with stand-up. Like, I put a special out. Yeah, I'm made up and it, it's 100,000 views. But, you know, someone who's done countless telly can put something out and it'll do that in 20 minutes. Yeah. Podcast-wise, we've spent a year building this up to the point we've got a studio, but we're still behind Catherine Ryan in the charts who's done two episodes. But just before you come in in the first half of today's episodes, we were talking about producers in comedy and we've got plenty of bad words to say yeah. about them because you're talking about producers like the guy producing uh, Parsley Studios there. You mentioned like the lead singer of The Coddle. Like Kevin Bridges isn't producing comedy, is he? 
Do you know what oh, I mean? No. Yeah, I'm batting Manford away. He's like, listen, Dan, <laughs> I want to direct your next Edinburgh show. I'm like, Jason, <laughs> just do your own thing, man. Give us some space. <laughs> it's hard to give up in stand up with directors. You've, you've, did you, for 2018, you had someone. I've never had a director, but I stand up is such a, this is my shit. I'm doing it. I, I imagine it's hard to give up control. Like it must be for music producers to go, this is my song you can have some sort of artistic control oh. over it. This is my stand-up. What do you think I should do? Is it? it I'd find so that I, difficult. I worked with a TV producer called Gina Lyons, and I love Gina. We get on dead well, and she's, you know, she's worked in London for years, but she's a northern girl. I think she's from Wakefield originally. And she's dead sound, and she come and see me in Edinburgh because she's like this sort of champion of working-class talent. She's... Whereas, like, in, in the comedy industry, there's a big push for all sorts of diversity on TV. Like, we need more women on. We need more people of colour on. We need more people who, you know, suffer from a disability to make everyone... But, like, she's in the TV industry going, we need more working-class people on the telly. I'm sick of putting, you know, this panel show on. And yet, there's one black guy, one woman, one disabled person, but they've all been to the same school. They've all just come out of Oxford and Cambridge. Why is there no working-class people? That's what Gina really fights for. That's, the you know, the fight she's picked. So she come and see me a few times and was like, I want to get behind you. I want to direct your Edinburgh show. And I said to her, look, I'm a control freak. And if you tell me you're doing this, I'll I'll tell you to fuck off. I can't work like that. So what I was Classic working class trait that she's used to, by the way. <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't know you. Who the fuck are you? Like, amazing. So what I was doing was before I went to the Edinburgh Festival, obviously you do previews, you, you go and do an hour in front of 30 people in fucking Sheffield and just run your jokes out and try and tighten them up. And I had to audio record every single preview and I would send it to her and she'd go, yeah, 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 it's all great. This I, I'd swap that bit with that bit. I think you need to really talk about this bit more. She was just sort of like putting a bit of... I, I can Food make, for thought. Yeah, I can make an hour funny. I can be funny, funny, funny. She was going, but why are we saying that? What's the point in saying that? What wouldn't that be better there? Doesn't that point structure in the... not content? Exactly. Just like sort of what what are you trying to sort of when when people are coming out of your show, what do you want them to be thinking and feeling? Apart from being dead funny, which you've got covered, how can we make the show actually make sense as an hour? Rather than it being twelve five minute bits, how can we also make it an hour long piece of Gotta be a lot time? of trust there. Yeah, yeah. She was she like she had sort of a a significant but small input. Like, yeah, I know what you the mean. show wouldn't have been anywhere near as good without her, but every joke would still have been in it. Do you have know you, what I mean? Have you ever got to the point with the producer where they've gone, Jamie, we think you should do this, and you're like, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I first, well, like, you you probably agree with me. This is probably where, like, like you know, the industry's a parallel as well. Like, I'd imagine your jokes, much like your songs, or a gag, or whatever, however long it is, it's like your, your child. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you've been there from the start. You've threw that many pieces of paper away. You've been frustrated with yourself through the birth of this song. You get yeah. the song and you're happy with it. You go and play it to someone and they go, oh, yeah, that that changed that. And you're like, who the fuck are you <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, like a defensive yeah. mum. Yeah, that's exactly in my head. That's exactly what I've been like every time that it's happened. Yeah. But... Like, what you need, like, and this is probably to any young musicians who are out there listening, always give it a go, because they're there to help you at the end of the day. Like, that's the up and down They're of working it. for you. For you, yeah, exactly. You're not working for them. No, yeah, no. It's your, pro your name's going on it. Yeah. Like, they might be in the credits, but it's going to be 
yeah. Jamie Webster yeah. that like you're going to be judged on it more than yeah. that yeah I, I don't even know how many people know how to find the credits on Spotify do you know what I mean like <laughs> no, no one even thinks that much into it dude they listen to the first 30 seconds if they like it they listen to it if they yeah. don't they don't but uh, yeah, they're not stopping I, the song to go yeah. I really I, like I wonder, song, I wonder if he writes all of this himself yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean but it's, it's one of the problems I have with doing telly stuff like the stand up sketch show which I love doing It, I, you know we've plugged it a, a, a few times in this one I've been on it it's on ITV2, and the, the guys who produce it at Spirit Media, some of the best people to work with in TV comedy, they really, really give a shit, and they really, really, really want to make a good show. But because it's telly, and they're trying to go, they've got like a half-hour show, and they've got to get four comedians into that half-hour. So someone's getting eight minutes, someone's getting six, someone's getting whatever, but they've got to cram it because they've got a half-hour window. It's not unlimited. Whereas, chop, chop, chop. whereas on stage, I can go, well, I'll just talk about this bit for longer. But what they have to do is they cut bits out and they're not comedians. So they go, oh, well, they don't need that line because that line's not funny, but we'll leave the funny one in. Because they're not comics, they don't understand that that, that punchline is not as funny without that context. And like the the Russian neighbour one that I did a few years ago on the stand-up sketch show, there's a line that was cut out of the editor that which makes a, a later punchline. It's sort of the reason it gets the, the big laugh that it gets. And on the most recent season, I... With a lot of my stuff, there's always a tagline after the punchline, which is often funnier than the main punchline itself. And they cut that off because they're trying to get it into the end of the show. And you're like, yeah, the bit's still good. It still makes sense. But, like, you've sort of just decided that that joke didn't need that line. And that's not really your joke to do. But yeah. but when you're giving it to a TV show, I suppose you're signing over and going, do what you want with me, baby. But yeah, that's yeah. still how, how they're representing yeah. me, isn't it? That's sort of in the small print, that's shit, in it? But with the producer, I suppose, that they're a bit like, it's just, look, if you want to do it, I'm just here to give you my opinion. And then you look at the producer and you go, well, hang on, how many number ones has he had? How many number ones have I had? Do you know what I mean? And you're like, you know what I mean? Just listen to him, you know what I mean? And yeah. if you don't like it, you say to him, nah, fuck that. Go back to how I want it. And to be honest, it is exactly what you said about that lady there who, who helped you out with your, with your shows. Yeah. Um it's structure, that's the only thing that they really change. They don't say change that lyric or change all them chords to this. They might suggest that you change. They never go, Jamie, have you thought about doing this as a reggae song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let's <laughs> never like that. Yeah, let, let's do it in 3-2 instead of 4-4, four, four, that shit. I don't know what it means, so it makes no sense <laughs> saying that to me. So all he say is maybe start with the chorus or maybe before that chorus we drop here and build back into it. You know what I mean? Just like... Just shit like just that. Just a second pair of eyes. Yeah, it? it literally is an outside of the box like view. Because like with your jokes, as you're writing them, no one listens to it as you're writing them, do they? They no. listen to it when it's finished. Same with the song. So the only person who's heard that song other than him is me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like that's that that. It, and it's hard to judge your own work before like yeah. We had a lad emailing asking because he's trying to start stand up and he was talking about doing his ideas for stand up to his mates when you're coming up with a, a song. Do you have anyone that you're like, just want to check that this is as good as I think it is? Or do you just keep it all to yourself till you get to the studio? Yeah, so like my process is like I I write the songs myself just with the guitar. Sometimes I'll put a little bit down on like on, on my Mac, you know what I mean? With a bit of production on it, might make a little drum beat in the background to it or whatever, a bit of keys on it, just to get a bit of a feel for how I want the song to go for when I'm writing lyrics or whatever. But... Majority of the time, I literally sit there and write six or seven songs and book a week in, like, a pracky slash 
rehearsal slash recording studio. It's just like a room that we basically kitted out with loads of recording yeah. grip and that. Well, it's actually the Coral's room that they kitted out with loads of recording <laughs> grip and, and I get to use it because I've got a mutual friend. But So I'll do that, I'll get me musicians into the room. They've never heard the songs before. I'll literally play the songs to them and then they'll go, right, okay, well, what, what are your ideas for drums? What are your ideas for bass? So I'll say, look, drums, I was thinking this. Obviously, I'm not a drummer, so you go with it, but... And then as they do it, I'll say, nah, maybe a bit too strong there. Too st-. And we'll literally build... The st- feel, that we'll feels like new material, doesn't it? Yeah. I got yeah. a little bit like, oh, that must be like seven songs. Yeah. And these musicians like, what are these going to be like? Yeah, that's it. But by the, by the like I say, even with the demos, when I'm producing it myself, with the songs that I go in with, are completely different to them. Obviously, once the drums, bass, guitars, keys, and all that have been put on them, it gives it a different concept then, so... As long as I'm happy with the lyrics and the story that I'm trying to tell, I'll always take it to the band. But no one, like none of my mates, none of my parents, my bird will probably hear me writing them because we live in the same house. So she'll hear me, you know, strangling my voice to death and go, no, no, it's too high in that key, I'll bring it down. So she hears it from, she probably can't stand them by the time she, they come to her, do you know what I mean? But they, they, they only hear them once I've demoed them. And then it's like squeaky bum time for me because I'm like, send them to all my mates and they're like, Four hours later, I'm like, someone's come after me. Don't <laughs> 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 like, oh, so no, it's like that's that's my process. Like, and then obviously, my record label will hear the, the demos, then and they'll say, like that one, like that one, that one, not your strongest, but you know, you know, we can build on that with the, with the right producer X, Y, and Z, and that's and then so that's all the pre-stage, and then now it gets to this point where at the end of the month I'm pissing off to Wales with a loads of Loads of gear, music gear. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yeah, as well. Is, is there anyone to like make sure you don't just go to the farm and get shit faced? Are, disi- uh, I mean, are you disciplined enough? I've got managers, like two managers really, one that works closely with me. They both work closely with me, but one's more of a, he's also the CEO of the label. Do you know what I mean? So at the source of day-to-day manager of mine, the pair of them are great, but... They trust me. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 27 this month. I'm not a young 18-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me all the Charlie. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, it's, you know, like life's changed a little bit now. So I'm not, I, I know that this is my career now. I'm older. I've, I love how you mentioned that as an 18-year-old kid, though. But that's still you at 40, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, you, <laughs> as soon as you said, you know, give me all the Charlie, I was like, mate, if you got me anywhere near <laughs> a... F- a f- <laughs> A farm in Wales, I'd be like, right, I'm taking all the gear. <laughs> Damn, we've got to do some comedy. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Look at the stars. <laughs> You're in the living room. What? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's oh me. I'll be going down there and, like, obviously, like I was saying, it's, it's my career, so I'm not soft about it. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, I know that I get out of it what I put into it. Yeah. Essentially, so you've got to work, haven't you? you know? There'll be the odd blowout here and there, don't get me wrong, but... The first album was a an absolute stratospheric hit, though, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I, I still don't know how to take compliments about my first album, so that's why I'm laughing and probably blushing a little bit now, lad. But, no, if you say so, thank you very, very much. Well, lad, I, I, like, we, we have it on in the car all the time, and he's a bad bit of blue, and he even he likes it, so... <laughs> me, and, me and Carl have got mutual friends who are bad bits of blues as well, so <laughs> that, that I've, I've been lucky enough to... Uh, to deal with the shit off the blues army. Last saying, so. I remember years ago, I, I went to um, I went to the Moors house, and you, 
we were in the living room watching the footy or something, and you were just playing the piano in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just fucking. That, yeah, probably stoned off me out my head playing <laughs> yeah. the piano just for hours and hours. That, I still do that in my own house now. That's how I pass time. Play the piano, play the guitar. Like, all my mates are like, Cod, get on Cod, get on Warzone. And I'm like, <laughs> no. No, I've got like. I've got musical instruments there that, that they'll do me more than any fucking game console, do you know what I mean? So, what are the Everton fans like with you in general? When it comes to Liverpool, not very nice. But yeah. when, like, as I expect, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah, very yeah. nice to Everton fans when it comes to Everton <laughs> and Liverpool. So, like, I've got no qualms about that. I, I respect them for, for being themselves, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? When it comes just, sorry, just for a little bit of context, because obviously there's. There's quite a lot of listeners to this who aren't from Liverpool. Yeah, like, yeah we went straight into farm chat really yeah, quick. Yeah, we yeah. did. So, huge musician from <laughs> Liverpool and uh, doing a lot, but doing a lot of your own stuff with your second album and that coming. Like I say, I love your first album, but a big catalyst to sort of firing you up the ladder a bit was the Liverpool stuff. What it was, boss night and that. Yeah, the platform that I'm on now was built through me singing Liverpool songs before yeah. and after Liverpool games and covers and stuff like that, and obviously like the club taking me. Here, there, and everywhere, and yeah. just like every a big Liverpool game, you probably see some knobhead with the guitar singing Liverpool songs, shouting Liverpool songs to loads <laughs> of people, and that knobhead is me. Uh, for anyone who isn't a Liverpool fan, but does have Twitter. Uh, Do you know what's mad about that? So I'm, as he said, I'm a massive bit of blue. So the first time, the the first video, the L A L A L A, the first one. Yeah, I remember watching that on repeat, and I fucking hate Liverpool. I remember, <laughs> I remember watching it going, wow, that's fucking. Is that boss. when the, the boss night down at the Baltic? Yeah, and I'm yeah. watching it going, fucking hell, that's unbelievable. But that was the catalyst for the club taking you on board, you working at the ground on match days. I've seen you, because I, I often go for a pint at Hotel Tier before a match yeah, and you yeah. sing there, and you've been in the Nike advert for <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> Football Club. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> and you've got a game at left back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that's the Christ. Old, literally, I've... That's the only thing. Short. I've literally, I've had, I've had a pint and a biff to Egg and Klopp in in New York and everything. Like I've, <laughs> I've done the whole lot. Doing what? Thing. I honest to God. Have yeah. you seen that video when he walks in the booze and all? That wasn't even that trip. That was the time before. That was in Michigan. Oh, was man. it? Yeah. That was like a camera stunt. Like oh, like, really? Yeah, Klopp yeah. surprises young local musician who lived pillow took on tour, which was amazing. It was fucking lovely of him to do. Yeah, yeah. Me come in, give me a hug. He's never thought to get it all off him ever. Jamie's literally playing in a bar in is it Michigan? Michigan, yeah. And Egg and Klopp just walks in. As he's like, yeah. <laughs> hello, lads. You know There's got to be moments yeah. in your life, you know, like, so I sometimes think about this, like, what would, like, the 15, 16-year-old me make of where I've got to now? But when you're in Michigan playing a, a, a live gig and then Jurgen Klopp comes in and goes, all right, lad, and gives you a hug, like, 15, 16-year-old, you'd be like, pretty pretty good work, mate. 24-year-old me at the time. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. Good work, lads, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> no, the year after, basically... Like, I've met him a couple of times since then, and, like, he's always been... He's just a nice fella, do you know what I mean? Like, he really is. He's always, like... You know when you know someone likes you? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, I know... I'm not I'm not being big-headed, but, like, you know when you know someone likes you and he just genuinely, like, like you as a person and what you stand for and what you do? I get that vibe with him because every time he sees me, he stops and goes... <laughs> he just at me. And, like, I've been... I've played corporate dues for, like, you know all sorts of high yeah. sponsors and he was the guest speaker and he walked through the room right yeah. all these people who like basically give him money to buy players and he's walking through all the room like uh, and he stops at my table and goes what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> 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 on the hand and I'm like all right lads what's happening and, he's just like, and all the way through his Q&A with Colin Murray he keeps like 
bringen Minze zu Jamie. Hey Jamie, wat doe je? Ja man, doe een Minze aan. But, uh, Leave, you get to the point where you're like, you're going to do your yeah, fucking you're bit. you're working, lads. I'm having a pint and a bit yeah, in New York, lads. Just get on with the job. <laughs> so yeah, we went to New York and like he, he basically phoned, he told one of the camera lads to phone me and get me down there because he wanted to drink with me and we just like, so I didn't believe the camera lad at first, and then like I heard him in the background saying, "Jamie, fucking get down here now!" and all that. And I was like, <laughs> "Better go," you know what I mean? Walked in, and he, he was there with like Pep Linders, a few of the backroom staff, and like she met you with a bevy. Like he applauded me as I walked into the pub. I was like, "Stop this shit now! Stop <laughs> it now!" You know what I mean? Like, you just won us the European Cup. You're like you know what I mean? It's the best Liverpool team I think I've ever seen with my own eyes. Don't fucking dare ever applaud me ever again. <laughs> You've got this the whole wrong way round here. Do you know what I mean? So like, but he was just a great fella. He was talking to yeah. me about he'd seen the footage from Madrid, asking me what it was like, asking me did I cry? Couldn't lie to him. <laughs> yeah, he told me he cried when he watched it. It was fucking. It was just an amazing like little moment with him. But yeah, now he's a good fella, Jürgen. Like, and no matter what happens on the pitch. Which you know isn't as bad as everyone says at the minute. Which I'm not going to go too into because otherwise I'll be here till seven o'clock tonight. <laughs> but uh, you know, no matter what happens on the pitch, like I'll always like remember like what he's done for me in my career. Because in, in putting oh. his arm now me in that gig, like I was on private on Instagram then, and I had less than a thousand followers when that happened. I woke up in Michigan the next morning with like. It was like a thousand plus requests, and I foolishly tried to go and accept them all and vet them. You know, because I, <laughs> I don't want no fucking weirdos. Always doing <laughs> and, then, and I've done like I was sat there for like twenty five minutes, and I must have done like a good thousands. And then like refresh, and there was still like thousands of requests, and I was like, right, fuck it, public. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that was that, but that was the start of it. Like you know what I mean? Like the big social media presence, like everything. It was like. It, well, LA, LA, LA was, but what followed and like that video with Klopp, the interaction that got, yeah, like was just, and and he didn't have to do. Do you know no. what I mean? He really didn't have to. He was like, he wanted apparently, he wanted to, know, he, he wanted to know who's that lad when we get off the plane picking up the guitar every time. You know what I mean? Because the players are picking up the cases and that, and I'm like stood at the conveyor belt and these two guitars come off. I'm like, yeah, that's me, lads. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the players were a bit like. Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> so like he he's, he's seen it for himself and he was just boss. Yeah, he's just a top fella. Do you think this is one of the questions that uh, our patrons sent in? Uh, do you think that although it's been a massive boost to your career being so closely aligned with Liverpool Football Club, I know you've had a, a couple of issues with people turning up at your tour shows oh, gigs, yeah. de- demanding Liverpool songs. Oh yeah, but not only that. Do you think it's made it? a little bit hard to reach the fans of other clubs. Do you think there's Everton and United fans and City fans who would love your music who just can't get past the fact that you're a massive Liverpool lad? A hundred percent. Like, I'm not going to lie about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, but I'm not bitter about it either, do you know what yeah. I mean? Because, like, look, I'm a football fan and speaking on behalf of me and people like me with the most fickle people in the world. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, 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 I'm not, not going to stand here and lie and say that, like, you know, if there was a, a lad who'd been singing... 20 times, 20 times Man United for the last five years, if you released a single, I wouldn't be jumping to, 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 to pre-save it, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm being honest, so like I understand, I do. It has been a hard crossover, but like obviously I, f- I think my tunes are good enough to speak to people from 
whatever city they're from, whatever team they support it. The tunes don't replicate. They're not the young. So as you know, they don't talk about football in any way. It no. just represents people like us, the joy struggles and and escapes a working class life. That's what I've always said. The album documents and whether you're a, a Liverpool fan, a working class Liverpool fan in Liverpool, or a working class Man United fan in Manchester, or a working class. Not many working class Chelsea fans, but if you're a working class Spurs fan, if you're a Tory peer, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you're a working class Spurs fan, you know what I mean. Like what I'm singing about, yeah, it it it, it touches it. It happens in your life in every one of their lives. There's no like borders or barriers. It's but I I do understand it. I'm open that like you know the second I, in a way the best thing for that was the lockdown for me, which is yeah. strange. Because, like, I was booked to go all over the world when Liverpool won the league. As you can probably imagine, every yeah, yeah. supporters club, which there's, there's, loads, everywhere, there's like five in each city. Do you know what I mean? Different official supporters club. And they all wanted a massive title winning party. And you can probably imagine they all wanted Jamie Webster to sing, like, 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 all that shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Which I love doing, and I was buzzing to do it. Mm-hmm. And... Th- to be fair, the money I'd have fucking made would have been more than I've ever made to this date. You know what I mean? But obviously, COVID come in, everything got swiped, and my soul, you know, thing was the day before the lockdown. Take that mic, would you? Take that. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> my soul thing was before the before the lockdown come in. Was I finished the album the day before we went into lockdown? So then, that was it. Then it was like, right, just promote your album. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I think if. To see me singing in Mauritius and in Vegas the next week, singing LA, LA, LA all over Twitter, and then I'm saying it would have been even harder to get out of that, yeah, footy stamp. Yeah, buy yeah. me album, they're like, yeah. no, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, I understand it, like, it would have done. So, I think the fact that I was solely pushing, yeah, my album and my own tunes, and like a bit of me as a person, I suppose, yeah. do you know what I mean, as, as opposed to just that like relatable, passionate football fan that we, we all wish we could, like, you know. Like we we all love to be, do you know what I mean? Whatever. That that went out the window because no one was seeing that side of me. Obviously, when we won yeah. the league, it come back a little bit. But by but that, I think that done me the world of good anyway. With this place doing the this place this being pla- played on Sky Sports, yeah, like the uh, streams, the album sales just went that weekend were like better than I've ever done. I remember when you first released Weekend in Paradise. I remember messaging you and saying, "There's so many people that I think that." that I know that that song is about. And the, the one that always comes to my mind is me, me little brother, Jack, <laughs> is Weekend in Paradise. Like, it's all about the weekend. You spend all your week's wages over the weekend, then you borrow even more to get through to the end of the weekend. Your first bank's on a Friday, your last year on a Sunday morning, back in work Monday, borrow to get through the week and do it all over do again. Do it all over again. There's so many people. The working class calendar, isn't it? <laughs> we've, we've literally done have a words about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, young lads just burning it for the weekend. What it is, because you don't want, like, now, that, and, like, if he's having a good time, that's the that's the thing with weekends, but like people, people funny, funnily enough think that it's about like, oh, are you sick? Him, he's just writing about going out, getting off his barn. What a man! And all that, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's my life, lad. I've had that. That is my life. But it's like, no, it's actually about like if that works for you and you're not fucking skins on your ass battling depression Monday to Friday, then you know if if that if. If that's not you, then yet sound that song is for you. That's exactly yeah. what that song is about. You're having fucking making boss memories, having good times, crack on. But if you are that person who is starting to feel the effects of burning the candle at both or burning yeah. the bridges, so I say in the, the thing, you know what I mean? At both ends, 
then maybe you do need to have a word with yourself. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. just yeah, a little in, unintended. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, something's but, going on social media yeah. there. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. No, maybe you do just need to have, have a little word with yourself and say, do you know what, this might not be the best thing for me now anymore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, we all go through that time. I went through it. Me mates, some of them are still going through it. Some of them, yeah. you know what I mean. But like, I don't think my little brother will ever get out of that. I think my little brother is going to be fifty-two. No, do you he's know still going to be swiping on Tinder, and he's still. No, do you know what's going to change him? A bird that literally wants. We've been saying this for months. He's ne- he's never really been involved with girls to like settle him down. Yeah, but one day one will come. I've said the same thing about mates and me own. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, I can't see a way out for him. And then all of a sudden. He meets this bird and he's going for walks on the weekends in Shropshire or something like that. You know what I mean? Shrewsbury, yeah. Shrewsbury like, on a yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's all about fresh Sundays. Then, yeah, 20s, you know I mean? your twenties is a big change though, isn't it? Yeah. Start your twenties to the end of your twenties. The oh, amount gosh. of single mates I had at the start of my twenties, and I was still sort of I was still single at the at the end of my twenties. I was like, oh God, where are my boys at? And they're all in IKEA with their missus. <laughs> Two months ago, I got a I've just moved into the house with my bed two months ago. Leaf will come through the door, and it was one of them things. You know, they said like lawnmowers and hoses and hose reels, and and I was looking at it, getting excited, going, <laughs> "I can't wait for summer." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I just stopped, and I was like, "How old am I?" Do you know what I mean? And uh, twenty six is the answer now, and I was like, "Fucking hell, I am sort of, I'm getting there, aren't I?" Even maybe not. Literally, but in my head, I'm, de- I'm an old man. Man, oh, you're talking you know I mean? my fucking yeah. language. When everyone's like, Oh, when will they open the nightclubs? I'm like, BQ's been open this whole time. Yeah. Am I? Am I? Do you know, do you know what's really funny? Because, like, we often on this podcast, so me and Carl went to school because we've been best mates for years, right? And then worked together. And, uh, like, last week we had Paddy Pimlet on the couch who went to the same school as us. We, we had Paul Smith on the week before who we've worked with, grew up a couple of roads away from me and then ended up living in the very next road to Carl. And all the time, whenever we talk about Scouse stuff, I always feel like you've, you've mentioned a couple of times, yeah, all Scousers know each other, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just want to make this, like, I, it's just so insidious because Liverpool's such a big city, there's over a million people there. But you've got mutual friends with Carl to the point where they've been watching a match and you've been playing on the piano. And your missus... I worked with in McDonald's when I was 16. Off on the uh, on the docks. On the dock road. My <laughs> sister worked in that Mackey's as well. And your missus was in the same year at Bosco with my missus. <laughs> it's fucking mad. And There's a million people in Liverpool, but it feels like about 34. <laughs> and your mate, Tony Carroll, yeah. went to my primary school. Oh. Years as well. So, yeah, it's, it's mad, it's, isn't it? It's mad. It's nuts. It's... Uh, yeah, that's Liverpool for you. It's the best thing. Yeah, I'll tell you the story about Scousers knowing each other. Right, this is. You'll ne- I don't think you will ever beat this. Right, so like 2017, I think it was. I went to South America mm-hmm. with uh, your eyes are perking up already. I can see. <laughs> uh, I went to South America with like it was like five of us, but three of us stayed for the five weeks and two sort of come at the start two at the end. So it was five of us basically at all times, and we went to. Went round everywhere, Colombia, Peru, Brazil, all that. Sounds Argentina. like your dream stag do this, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> we went to La Paz in Bolivia. And there's, oh, there's, Jesus. there's a bar called Route 36. You might have heard of it on Viceland and shit like that. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say nothing else about what, what, what it is, but it's a bar that sells things that they shouldn't sell in Bolivia. 
Fireworks from underage yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, on a plate with a straw. And, uh, They're well known. And, uh, All those people smuggling fireworks <laughs> up their arse from Bolivia. <laughs> Listen, come here, Esmeralda. What have you got up there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no fire yeah. So, we're in this bar anyway, and it, me and my mates, like a few of the others, were like, oh, it sounds a bit moody because only the taxi drivers know where it is. And you'd have to ask the taxi drivers, and it was a shutter off a street. <laughs> which we led to in an apartment, but it was like when you got in there, it was like kitted out, beanbags, DJ playing Faithless, but there was fucking no one else in there because it was like half ten at night, and apparently it's open to like nine in the morning, and apparently yeah. people don't come till it's after early. midnight. So me and me mate were like sat in there, like twiddling our thumbs for like two hours, mm-hmm. and then like people started coming in. And it was like a couple from Wellington with the first couple, I remember. And we were like, please come and sit with us. <laughs> we were just talking to each, at each other for two hours straight. So you come over and then basically we just made one big table in the room. And everyone who was coming in through the door sat down with us. So next thing, me and my mate are stood there talking. Obviously, like, Scousers, once they've had a bevy and probably pair of us were probably showing off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they started the other talking about going to match and all that, blah, blah, blah. Full of fireworks. Yeah, full of fireworks. <laughs> Next thing, this, this, this girl comes in and goes, oh, my God, are you two scousers? And I was like, fuck off. No way. <laughs> no way. I mean, me, and she's like, I can't believe this. Like, you meet a scout. They say you meet a scouser everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, fucking hell. So she sits down and talking to her. I'm like, where are you from, love? And she was like, yeah, I was born in Norris Green. I'm like, I was born in Croxted. That's like, my dad was born in Norris Green. They're like five yards away from each other. That's mad. So we're talking and that. And we're talking about the footy match. And she, it turns out she moved to Australia when she was like 11. Yeah. So she'd been out to Liverpool a lot, but she still, like, she, I think she was putting on the accent a little bit yeah. more. Trying to impress you. Yeah, but she still had it and it was mad. So then she goes... We're talking about the footy match, and you could sign up on the wall. Yeah. So, like, me and me mate, like, our names, Jamie Jack, LFC, 2000, yeah. whatever. And then she goes, do you just go all the Liverpool games? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, uh, do you know my cousin, Jake Edwards? And I was like, what, little Jake? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and she's like, fuck her. So, uh, honestly, I know this kid, like, really, really well. I've known him since yeah. he was, like, 16. He's been going to match for years. And I he was met like, his cousin I met in an illegal bar in the middle of Bolivia. Cousin in an illegal bar in Bolivia. <laughs> and I was like, I don't fucking believe this. So I was like, come on, we'll get a picture. So we got a fox out sent. <laughs> and then like the next morning, he just texts me, he messaged back saying, what the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he thinks she's in Australia. Like, he, he probably he's met he's probably met her like twice in his life. Do you know what I mean? And she's like, I've got a cousin in the pool. Like she doesn't even know him, but I know him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like you could not write it like honestly. in a bar in in yeah. Bolivia. Yeah, you... Lad! <laughs> in a bar that's not even advertised as a bar. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it was just fucking. Do you have that in Preston, Dan? Can you go anywhere in the world and be like, you're from Preston? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> like a shirt. <laughs> I, do you know how bad that is? I'm such a fucking bellend. Everything about that story was red flags, red flags, red flags. Like most normal people would be like, don't go there. That's murder. Murder <laughs> happens there. But in my head, because I knew it was Bolivia, I was like, yeah, Jamie, did you go in? Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I was like, I'd definitely go in right now. Father of two, 40 year old bloke. I'd be like, can we go to that place that looks like people die there? Yes, I'm in. Yeah. Sounds no, fucking amazing. It, is oh. a, it was, was a mad gaff, but it, yeah, it was mad when you were asking the locals where it is and you're going, 
no, 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 that was what we done. Can we do a live show in Bolivia? We can. I've if we just are, yeah. added that to the tour for 2022. <laughs> Doncaster, Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool, Liverpool. La Paz. La Paz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's have a quick advert break, and then we've got a couple of uh, have a words that we've been sent in. And there's one would you rather that I want to put to you because we we've sort of built this podcast from the start on would you rather's. And one of them got asked, I'm, I'm really interested to see which way you think. Okay. And Lids, do you like a cheeky little gamble on the old sporting world? Well, I do, but I'm sick of getting beat by the bookies. Now, I've been going to bettinggods.com since they started sponsoring this podcast. They're a great sponsor to have on board, and they are the best tipsters in the betting game. Anything from tennis to ice hockey to footy, rugby, horse racing. If you want tips when it comes to betting, head to bettinggods.com right now, and they've got all sorts to help you beat the bookies and get a few winners. Go get some winners. Don't be a loser. You don't want to be losing your bets. You want to be winning your bets. Bettinggods.com. They're going to help you do that. Back, part four, final part. Um, so, as I said to you before, in the early stages of when we started this podcast about a year ago, we did a lot of would you rathers. We don't really do that many anymore because we've done all the ones that are really common. But we, got, uh, we, we put a shout-out on Patreon earlier that you were going to be today's guest. And there was just one, because you so, you, your passion for music radiates off you, but you're also a massive, massive Liverpool fan. So someone thought <laughs> they'd fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is it, uh, the, the question is, would you rather win the league, Liverpool win the league every year for the next 10 years, but in that time, you don't get to headline a show. There's no Jamie Webster live at all in that 10 years. Or we don't win the league at all for the next 10 years, but you get to headline Glastonbury in that time. Yeah, it's a no-brainer that. I'm sorry, LFC fans. Told but, you, lad. Uh, Told you. Like, no, obviously, I love Liverpool. Like, like Liverpool, it's not something that, like, you know, my granddad loves Liverpool, my dad loves Liverpool, I, my brother loves Liverpool. We all do, if you unless you're never a fan, obviously. But, like... I've seen us win the league now anyway. And I was a bit I mean, it was a big part and all that. So like and I've got fond memories of it all, do you know what I mean? I was on BT the night we won it, I think, you know what I mean? We, yeah. Like I, I pro- watched it. Proper fuck <laughs> proper fucked Rio Ferdinand's off as well on the telly, and it was the most satisfying thing. Was I've that when you told him you were going the ground? Yeah, because he was like, they were all talking and they kept getting to me sorry, be with you in five minutes. And I was supposed to be on right after the game. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like, my bird lived like five minutes from Anfield at yeah. the time. And I was like, I'm getting on my bike and I'm going to Anfield. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like Leo Ferdinand's talking about like, all he kept bringing it back to was, oh, we won a league with Men United and there was lots of beer on tap and all, these and all that. And I was like, you fucking get, not on a, not, this is nothing to do with you. This night has no, <laughs> nothing to do with you. And I was getting proper wound up. I was like, I just want to fucking go and be with my mates to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. All right, it was illegal to do so, but fuck it. We won the league for the first time in 30 years. Oh, I was at the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. loads of people were at the ground who shouldn't have been. Fucking Carragher and Everton was apparently <laughs> seen on period. Lovren did, went, didn't he, with a mask He's a he's chatting shit. He is chatting <laughs> shit. No way. He's the most miserable fucker I've ever set my eyes upon. He is fucking, no way was he at that ground the last one. No way, I'm not having it. No, no, no. Not having it. No. So, yeah, so Rio Ferdinand's like, 
oh, have you got a song for us winning for you winning the league title? Then you're gonna sing it for us. And I was just like, no, and no. And he was like, oh, I bet you have. And I was like, nah, Leo, sorry, lads. The fans will make up a song. He's sung up enough about you. It's like, I'm off. You know what I mean? Just meant. But no, like I've seen us win the league, and I know that's fucking probably a bit selfish to like. Well, no, just like. It, if you were only just born now, tough shit, you know what I mean? I didn't see us yeah. winning for 30 years. So, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, for the first 26 years of my life, I'd say 10 years, and you only said the league day, we could win the European Cup every fucking year, I'd be happy enough. Uh, <laughs> Look at that great technicality. Yeah, yeah, That's 10 yeah. European Cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 16 European Cups at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> however many FA Cups or whatever, but now, like, Ed Ryan and Glastonbury, like, being in the music industry now, and knowing how hard it is to sell out shows in yeah. Leeds, Newcastle, yeah. Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? These are like, at first it was like 400 cap and it was a big struggle to sell them out. And obviously since the album come out and I haven't played no shows, it's just been venue upgrades. So now I'm at like 1,000 cap venues, give or take roughly nationwide. Yeah, Not not all, but like, you know, especially Northern, round yeah, about yeah, 1,000. Yeah. And um, I know how hard it is to sell the tickets. I've, I've had meetings every week. We get the tickets updates off my booking agent where how many sales we've done each week and shit like that. And we're constantly trying to, you know, think of ways to engage with people from those areas to get them to, to buy a ticket, whether it's a cover from a, a local art, from someone who's local to that area, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a fucking slog. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, Liverpool, all right. And, like, we're not taking nothing for granted. It's flying. It's flying. Like, I've sold out the, the Guild, 2,300, two nights at the Olympia, 1,800 each, and we've got, like, 800 left for the third night at the Olympia. Do you know what I mean? That, I'm not worried about Liverpool. I didn't even advertise a show yesterday in Hotel TF, um, actually on my birthday, 18th of April, the socially distanced acoustic show. It sold out yesterday, and there was I didn't even post it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just... So I know Liverpool's sound, but to, to, to make your way around the country... And like really like old weight where people actually want to come and see it. Like you know what I mean? It's you you yeah. you're now being comedians. It's a fucking it's a long 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 road, and f- all for like that hour that you have on stage or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's over. But, you yeah. know what I mean? The nine months building up to it, all the promotion shit like that, and then it's over. But so to be able to be in a position where your head where like you've got that much pull and that many people want to come and see you. The headline in Glastonbury on a Sunday night, like it doesn't matter what night, but your headline in that pyramid stage at Glastonbury, it you got to be at a certain level yeah. to do that. So you're looking at what that would mean for the rest. Of, if you were there, you'd be, I'd be thousands I'd everywhere. Retire, lad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fucking retire and I'd live <laughs> a happy life, just like as I am now. Do you know what I mean? Not there's so ex- many things to do in there. So many festivals. There's so many TV shows. But headlining Glastonbury is still what could, what so special. What yeah. could I do better than that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm assuming that, like, <coughs> at that, to, to be able to headline Glastonbury, you're gonna have had to have to get to that position. You need a number one record, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, number yeah, one yeah. album. You need number yeah. one singles. You need all these massive streams just to get to that point. So yeah. if I'm there, I'm guessing I've already sort You've of done all that. completed it, mate. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. You've headlined Glastonbury. They're not just j- bringing Jamie Webster out because there's been a would you rather yeah. that's all powerful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you think logically about it. Yeah, it's like always oh, Bonehead said, like after after Nebworth. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, what more can I fucking do here? I'm playing bar chords, you know what I mean? For someone else's songs to hundreds of thousands of people and getting paid a shitload of dough for it. What can I do to better than this now? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And like, it, it, it does get, it was like Ray Clements, God, God rest him, when he left Liverpool. 
because he won that much shit. He was like, I need a challenge, you know, I can't yeah. stay here no more, it's too easy. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, literally, that was why he left Liverpool. He's in goal as well, Yeah, and we're at a time when we had the best, yeah, the best <laughs> defensive defense unit. and team in the world, do you know what I mean? So, like, once you've got to that it's like, point, I want to make some saves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've, we've talked about it a lot, about being artists, being comedians, musicians, whatever. That momentum of, like, I'm trying to get to this level. I'm trying to get to the next level, and then beyond that is there. And we're talking about these superstars... Even Ray Clements. Like, there is a point. If you've got there, some people can maintain it. They can give themselves new challenges. But a lot of artists, sportsmen, they just turn around and go, they almost, like, lose the wind in the sails, don't they? And go, ah, I'm rich and I've done it. Well, you That's a new challenge, isn't it? To, to, to either maintain it or set yourself a new target to keep going. It's it's quite weird as a scouser as well, though, isn't it? Because Liverpool's such a sort of pro-heel city. And they proper get behind their own, as they've done with you. And every, like, Paddy is another example yeah. from last week. You know, he's got a big following in Liverpool. Paul Smith, even me to an extent. You, you no, get, definitely so. You get, you get sort of a glimpse of what it could be like nationwide in your home city first. Yeah. Because you're talking about what you're selling in Liverpool compared to everywhere else. It's exactly the same, just on a smaller scale. Like, I'll do, we did like 11, 1200 tickets at my Liverpool show, and then I'm getting the sales reports through, and it's like, Basingstoke needs a nudge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you need to sell another 12 in there to get up to that round 50. Yeah, I supported you in Chester, Manchester, and Blackpool, and Liverpool was a little bit different. Yeah, Blackpool was, what, 80? Manchester 200, Chester 200, and Liverpool. I walked out in Liverpool and I got squeaky ass because there was 1,300 people there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, that, that is a good thing with Liverpool. I think, you, you know, you know, always start, like, that's why. And you can see loads of young bands doing it now. They really were in the Scouts badge with pride. And that's what they should do because that is who they are. Do you know what I mean? And like everything, whether it's charity, revolution, and I don't know, career, it starts at home. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It really does start at home from grassroots ground up. And that, like, that, like, we're, we're lucky to be from Liverpool. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who are watching this who aren't from Liverpool, and they probably feel the same about them, but obviously, about where they're from, sorry. But, um, now, can I just correct you there, mate? I don't think there's loads of people in Preston going, thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I were born. Yeah. No, but, no, no, listen, it's all right, but I don't. No, but I think that, Liverpool pride is a, is a whole nother level. Like. Yeah, maybe so, because we have such different perspective and opinions on things to a lot of people from other places, only because of, you know, we're quite a unique city in what we've witnessed yeah, historically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. That that is why I think scousers do have that tribal instinct of togetherness and whatever. Do you know what I mean? But I do think that like wherever you're from in the world, to wherever you are now, where you've come from is as being a stepping stone yeah. to where you are now. And you wouldn't be where you are without coming from where you've come from. I know it's obvious when you put it literally, but yeah. like you know what I'm saying. The perspective that you gain in early life is down to the, the environment that you're brought up in and that's obviously shaped you through your art today so if you're doing well for yourself today you'd have got your hometown or your home city 100% I apologise Preston yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll see you for that 140 yeah. seater gig <laughs> yeah. deep, deep Dale posse <laughs> so uh, the title of this podcast Jamie Have A Word is, is derived from the fact that our main feature is people writing to us and ask us to have a word with uh, people in their life on their behalf. Got a little theme tune. Do you want to play it? I know Jamie oh, will yeah. be able to hear it, but the listeners will be able to hear it. I'll sing it for a word with Andrew there. 
I've embarrassed yeah. myself. Right. It's a pleasure to have Elton John in the building. I'm a big Elton John fan, Jamie, as you can see. I should do some work as a uh, tribute act. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm getting. A, I've actually just uh, got, got booked in Mauritius. So thanks for cancelling. I actually for, for the Watford <laughs> playoff. Yeah. Oh win. mate, I'm constantly being booked for the Watford uh, official fan clubs. There's sometimes I, five five in a city. I went to see Elton John in the dam with me bird, and you know what? Like based off that video, of I'm still standing. I must have been fucking stoned out my head because I thought he was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these Dutch people like, he has had a stroke, yeah? <laughs> Jamie, I was like, that Benny in the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had the baseball baseball cap on and all that, like, you know what I mean, myself? Nah, I didn't, but it was, it was, it was a good gig, so maybe Amsterdam has a lot, lot to do with that. <laughs> all them fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fireworks in the dam. Yeah, yeah. Jesus built on them. Um, you mentioned just before that you've recently uh, moved in with your missus, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So we've got uh, a have a word from uh, one of our goats, Dan Johnson. He, he writes in pretty much every week. Um, he's <laughs> there's just... a lot of goats nowadays, isn't there? We've, yeah. We've, there's, like, there's like four or five goats. Yeah, but there's, you know, oh, they he's all been amazing. so much. He's been amazing. So he's just moved in with his missus. He says, Hi, lads. Uh, I really need you to have a word with me or me missus. We've moved in together and are starting to set up how our flat will look and where things will go. The issue I am having is that she has so much tat. By this, I mean everything from a fucking aerial little mermaid statue to a Chinese lantern-style fairy lights that are genuinely the most hideous things I've ever seen. <laughs> There's a pink neon light. A pink neon light up fucking flamingo, and it's driving me over the edge. I've, I've been vetoing the very worst of it, but I'm starting to feel like a cunt because I am so against so much of it. The issue is there's at least 100. So if I say no to 10 slash 15% of it, I'm still stuck with the other 75%. Fucking bad maths. Uh, <laughs> 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 How the fuck do I manage to get through this one? This is our first place to get this so bad. 100 minus 10, 75. Uh, how the fuck do I manage to get through this one? This is our first place together, and I feel like whatever I allow now will get worse over time, and eventually she will use that. But we've had this since our first flat excuse, and I'm stuck with it all forever, like a fucking crash bash checkpoint when you can't go uh, back once you've passed. Uh, have a way, will you? Thanks, Dan Johnson. Now, I will say... You are absolutely right. Whatever you allow, it's like being in court. Do you know what I mean? If it's deemed admissible, then, you know, it's in for the whole trial. The trial being his relationship. So, have you experienced any of this, Jay? Yeah, well, like, the, my bed is one for trinkets as well. And I won't say tat for when she watches it because she'll <laughs> smack me around the head. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, my bed's one for, like, she, she likes... Decorating things, do you know what I mean? Like, but at first, like, there's a few things that, like, I suppose, I suppose if it offends you, then you have to let them know that it offends you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what well, one thing that I straight away, which she's still working on, but I shut down straight away, was like, our hall's nice, like the floors, like for the house that, that we've moved into, the floor was already in and it was dead nice, like oak wood floor, do you know what I mean? And it, like, it looks, it looks nice just as it's going down the hallway. And she got, she's got the idea of this fucking black and white carpet. You know, just to, <laughs> just to, and I'm like, why do we need that in the hall? Like, it's it, it's fucking pointless. Like, literally, 
it's that long, it looks nice, it goes with the rest of the house. And I was like, it just, I just think it looks, I think it looks shit. And I think that's stuck in her head. So she was like, oh, he thinks it looks shit. Maybe it does look shit, you know what I mean? But So she's sort of half still playing on that day, idea. But I suppose... You said it early, though. That's not cunty. Yeah, You're no, you say it like, early. Because no, you I, can't lose your shit two years no, down the line no, and go, I, the carpet shit. On site, a natural reaction on site of whatever it is will always stand further. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, because you look like a psycho three yeah, years down the line, yeah. smashing Ariel from the Little Mermaid yeah. on the well, floor. You, being like, you've had a little bit of trouble with this because you've literally built a garden office, haven't you? So that you can actually put stuff up that you want to put up. My missus is the opposite. She's got this weird thing where she just thinks, oh, I'm going to go off. Like, I'm going to go off something. So, should we need water? Yeah. Yeah, good. It's like a fucking marathon, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Adam running around grabbing water. Um, she won't put stuff up. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, babe, we need some fucking artwork. Our house looks like we moved in. Like, you just look at the walls and you go, oh, they just moved in recently. It's a year and a half ago. Looks like a safe yeah. house and you're in witness protection. Like, <laughs> like an Airbnb where nothing discreet. <laughs> no. Oh, it's really, really strange feeling to be like, can we stick some artwork up? So in my garden office, all of the shit is going up. Yeah. No, I'm quite lucky because my bird's got quite good and similar taste to me with terms of pitches and shit like that. Like, she does love a tap, but I think if something offends you, I suppose you need to have a word with yourself, first and foremost, to be like, look, if it does really offend you, like you say, just, just say, nah, straight away, honest reaction will put it off, surely. If not, like, you know, you, you do need to have a word with her about just constantly cluttering up the shit. And you oh, just need, can't be a hoarder. Like, can't be need, with a hoarder. No, no, the hoarding. Like, you need it to does stop. sound like she's a hoarder. Yeah. However... His big bugbear to me seems to be the pink neon light up fucking flamingo. Yeah. And I quite like the sound of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have sound. that for the garden I, office, Dad. <laughs> I, I think maybe the best thing to do with with birds, it's like it's like mind games slash reverse psychology. So like if sort of play enough, mind games yeah, with women. So yeah. it's like <laughs> do, do you think that looks right there? Yeah, it looks sound like, but I don't know. I just don't I don't think it, I think it'll look better somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I maybe then plant the seeds, plant the seeds, little yeah. seeds. Just a question. You know I mean? I, don't I, offer an opinion. Yeah, don't offer, offer a question. Opinion, offer a question. Like it's not the most vicious gaslighting I've ever <laughs> No, no, definitely not. But like you know, like just don't. Oh, don't you think like a nice you know if the, if the flamingo yeah. is, is the big sticking point? Like don't you think a nice picture of me and you would be nicer there, love? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, make her play the fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, oh, like yeah, well what and and. If you've got a, a nice picture in mind, that's even better. Yeah. Like, for example, I love that one that me and you got up when we went to Copenhagen, we were in Tivoli and that. Was the, and it's like... I feel like you've got a specific picture in mind. <laughs> I have. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm all about, like, you know, visualising and... Uh, what's yeah, because th with that, what you're not saying that flamingo's horrible. You're saying we're better than a pink flamingo. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, but yeah, but if it does get to the point, like, where you literally, you can't... Anything that you're saying is not working. You just gonna have to come clean, look like a bit of a psycho, and have a word with it, and just say, "Look, love, I can't fucking deal with it." No. <laughs> or just Even choose your battleground, yeah. like and go. Like we just getting the bathroom sorted out, and Laura's like, "Right, I've had some ideas for the bathroom," and I was just about to go, "Well, what I want is," and then I remembered, I don't give a fuck what bathrooms look like. Yeah. I want a nice, clean, functional, smart-looking bathroom. Laura can. So that for me is an easy like. I tell you what, love. 
You can just do what you want with the bathroom. Bath, bathroom, that's your design. But you need to act so in my head, but in my girls head, like, don't want that. Ah, no, you need to no. act interested. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. She was well happy with that. Oh right. No, not not asked. I, you can do whatever you want. You've got a great eye. You're really good at this stuff. So that when she comes anywhere near the garden office, I can lock the fucking bifold and go fuck off. Yeah. Go to the yeah, bathroom. But from you've done my it nicely. experience, you maybe you've both. got a good one there. We don't know whether Dan's missus is nice I or a psychopath. Have, I right? Hi, babe. You're In right. my experience, so if you, you go to a girl or a woman and go, you pick, yeah. then that doesn't solve the problem. No, yeah. no. At all, because it becomes, so you're not interested. Now I want your opinion. Do you know, the other night, we were in Asda. <laughs> no, was definitely yeah. not like that. <laughs> Do you know, the other night, we were in Asda, right? And my missus went, what type of garlic bread do you want? Because we were in the garlic bread section yeah, of the yeah. fridge next to the pasta sauce in Asda. So there's the baguette that's been pre-sliced. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> there's the ciabattas that have been sliced. They're working class garlic bread, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's the the big round, basically like a pizza one. Yeah, like Pizza Express one. Yeah, like that. And then there's also the actual pizza one, right? And she went, what type of garlic bread do you want? And I went, "Uh, you just pick, I don't mind. And she went, I asked you what one you want. And I went, "Um, the slicey baguette one. And she went, oh, you would pick the worst one. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the telly, innit? What do you want to watch? I'm going to ask. Put this on. Nah, don't want to watch that. Oh, no, yeah. Yes. Right, yeah. So that's the thing. You can't just let her have everything because she doesn't actually want everything, Dan. What she wants is a fight. No, she wants you I to pick so what she wants. I am so glad I married the person I married because <laughs> she's never been here you never take interesting garlic bread. <laughs> Bastard. I've never had that in a Tesco. She wants you to pick what she wants. And to be fair to my bird as well, like once we'd done the house up, it was like, at first my bird had the idea of like, Oh yeah, we'll just get like all our mates, all our family around. We'll all have a go at painting. We'll have a go at doing this, that, the other. You know, like fucking when then people get given a budget on the telly to flip a house. Yeah, yeah. And like they really <laughs> and they spend it all on painting, yeah, not and painters. Just, yeah, and they just yeah. have everyone in there doing like you know what I mean. It's yeah. me mum. She's she's putting the toilets in. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? So. Like, I was like, whoa. I was like, Rach, like, I was like... Some 60-year-old woman trying to yeah, get away around yeah. a U-bend. Like, and I understand the sentiment behind it because she's a very, like... She's a damn in me, but she's a very together, like, you know, everyone mucking, like, socialist, everyone taking part, everyone having a go, loving, like, making memories whilst we're making the house and all that shit, which I get. But I was like, look, love, like, me dad runs a building firm. I worked as an electrician for that building firm. There's any building work getting done in the house... It's going to be done by me and my dad because knowing my dad, like the fucking psycho boss that he was, he'll want it done fucking properly. And no offence, none of my mates know how to paint. None of your <laughs> mates know how to paint. None of our mates know how to do anything else. Do you know what I mean? One of my mates is a plasterer. And we're so certainly not letting your nan do the rewiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of my mates is a plasterer, so we'll do the ceiling. Other than that, when it comes down, to, I actually said to me, bird, when it comes down to the decoration side of it and like making the house, I'm making it a house, love you. You make it a home. Know what I mean? Ooh, and that, that's oh, that's a musician yeah, yeah. dropping a fucking that's lyric that, in yeah, real that, life, that, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? I'm actually gonna make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, so yeah, yeah, don't don't add. And your, your auntie Linda's not rewiring <laughs> yeah. as well. No, I, I didn't have a pop on anyone because I wouldn't like. I know that like if anyone did come to help, it would be out of goodness of their hearts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would never be like that. But it was like my dad likes things done a certain way, and yeah. the only way you can do that is if he does it or with me. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And he gets his lads in from work to, to give us a touch or whatever. To make some memories. Yeah, to make some memories. <laughs> so we can fucking kill each other in the living room one last time. But uh, no, so yeah, I just think 
maybe don't be too arsed about the regulation. Have a word with yourself in that sense. Be a bit of a man and just think, as long as it's fucking working and functioning, happy wife, happy life, do you know what I mean? Like, what a diplomatic, perfect yeah. That's answer. the first answer we've ever had. <laughs> what like actual answer actual yeah. advice given yeah. instead of just bollocks yeah. well Paddy the Barry looking down the camera being like she's a slash yeah but you know what push Paddy's her down right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. from what you told me on that story like Paddy is fucking right like I can't believe that it's got to the point for that last one if you're watching again that you've actually wrote in to like I can't believe that it's actually like I can't believe that it's got to the point where he's back with it yeah, I'd like, I oh, like, I'd have just like, I would have said to him, "Are you soft? Are you fucking mad?" Like, and if you are back with a lad, you know what? Like, she, don't, don't expect me to talk to her. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> she's a fucking snake. So Paddy was fucking right. If you haven't got a fucking clue what we're talking about, go back and check out last week's episode, episode one one four, with Paddy the Baddy Pimblet, and uh, it was towards the end yeah, to have and, a word. And plus, I'd never tell Paddy he was wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we are mates, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more have a word here uh, that I, uh, I th- like, it took a lot of re-editing this one because it was written by one of our many illiterate fans. Oh, a couple of, week- <laughs> couple of, couple of weeks ago, I did a have a word and I just, I hadn't looked, I just got, oh yeah, I got the gist of it and I hadn't sort of edited it and it was a full paragraph without any punctuation oh. and I got about a third of the way through and I was like, lads, I'm going to have to sort of like <laughs> tell you the gist of it. Oh, it's brutal. Oh, fantastic. So, boys, can you please have a word with my dad? Now, <laughs> oh, I love dad shouts, you know. <laughs> Him and my mum have been split up for about two years now. They're not officially divorced yet, and although it's not looking good, I wouldn't completely rule out them getting back together. Two years. Come on, bro. Uh, (laughs) My dad hasn't got any mates because the breakup hasn't exactly been civil and all of their couple (laughs) friends have basically stayed mates with me mum. Last week when restrictions changed and we could have six people gathered again, I had a little get-together in my garden. To be honest, there was actually 11 people there, but don't grass on me. I invited a few people from work, (laughs) including one woman who I've fancied for ages. She's 10 years older than me, but there's always been some heavy flirtation there. Anyway, long story short, me dad got off with her that night. They didn't fuck, but there was some fumbling and some heavy necking. He's 54, she's 38, for fuck's sake. Now, I can't ever go there, well, because fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't explicitly told me dad that I was into her, but it was very obvious because despite there being 11 people there, she was the only one I was asked about giving any attention to. He says he'd done nothing wrong and that if I don't want him getting off at (laughs) me co-workers, then don't invite him again. I will fuck your supervisor. You <laughs> fair, <laughs> like. I just wanted them to have some company in a bevy. I didn't expect them to be groping me crush up against the garage wall. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken to her about it because at the end of the day, she's a free woman and can do what she wants. <laughs> What's the score here? Is me dad a twat or am I? I think, I think me like... <laughs> <laughs> dad's a shagger yeah, I, think, I think your dad's a legend and you're a bit of a bitch to be honest <laughs> nah uh, like, obviously like like nah being being sentimental and sensitive to what's going on oh don't like, do that nah Jim. like I started it well I'll, I'll claw it back like I did with the last one but uh, nah like 
shit that like obviously parents and stuff like that. I've been lucky enough, my man and dad never split up. Sometimes I've probably wanted them to, but <laughs> like, no, never, they've never split up, no. And so I don't know what that feels like. So I can imagine it to be a bit of a mad thing. A, seeing your little fella necking anyone against the garage wall. <laughs> never mind. It's best, probably be worse if you've if you seen your dad necking your man against the garage wall. To be fair. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I can imagine that weren't nice. But at the same time, like you did say, your little fella's had a bit of a tough time on the divorce. All right, maybe he wasn't an angel in what happened. Hence why no one's picked his side. But, you know, people make mistakes. He's a human being. Let your dad have a bit of a good time, lad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's fucking... We've all gone through a bit of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. You know... You, it sounds like a pretty intense 11-person barbecue, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> if, yeah. if it was, if it was a barbecue, <laughs> when there's like, why is there only like eight other people here? Dad! <laughs> <laughs> fucking fingering the assistant manager <laughs> round yeah. the back of the shed. It's fair play to him. He's, what, 16 years old, isn't he? No yeah. social distancing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... He's coming up to 60. Fair fucking play. Oh, 54. He's 54, man. she's 38, and the lad who's written in, it doesn't say his age, but she's 10 years old, so he's 28. I think you've got to have, be having a word with yourself anyway, right? If, how, how, did he say how long he's worked there? He just says he works there. So I'm, we're guessing... It's been a few years, yeah. It must be, because otherwise he wouldn't know her, would he? Because yeah, the, the past yet. year, they won't have been in work. Exactly, so I'm guessing it's been a few years, so you've put in a good bit of graft there, la, and your half fellas just out on you in a few hours <laughs> in your back garden. Just chatting so, about his pension and I, pow. Yeah, and you know what? I stand by my statements. Have a word with yourself. Your dad's a bit of a legend, and you are a bit of a bitch. <laughs> uh, not 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 in a personal sense, but just... Not, I, I'm sure you're a nice lad and that, you know what I mean? But, like, this... Based on what I know from this, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. she sounds awesome, though, yeah, doesn't yeah. she? <laughs> she is. If she's DTF within twenty years of her own age, she's fun, isn't she? Yeah, I'm yeah. thirty-eight. I will fuck anything. <laughs> give yeah. me an octogenarian or a nineteen-year-old. I don't give a shit. I've yeah. come for meat. Here's, here's here's a question, right? Now, everyone here, apart from Finn, is in a, a serious relationship. Yeah, definitely, so. right? Now let's, let's just let's just pretend we're single for a minute. Let's just oh, pretend. that's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not? Well, it's been happening for the last three months on this podcast. So are you saying pretend I'm single? So I'm single. Laura's gone. So Laura's gone. <laughs> so Laura's gone. She's moved. No, 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 don't. Not when we've got a guest in. <laughs> Jamie's like, are this how these dickheads are making a living. <laughs> She's moved to South Wales. Right. Right, not far. <laughs> to work in a studio. <laughs> to work on a, a rival farm. All right. Right, because yeah. she's seen that there's money. In she watched this episode, right? Yeah. She's now, she wants to be a music producer. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. she listened to me say producers make all the money. She's moved to just outside of Swansea. With my six-day-old son. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> she's dying to get back to work. She's been going on about it all the time between bre pumping, pumping breast milk. She's like, when can I get back to work she, in a studio in South she's Wales? She's took Jack yeah. and Etta with her. Gone. Laura's gone. Laura's gone. She's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying how much you enjoy yourself when you're doing it. So she's... she's <laughs> Watch your fucking ballad. Do the bit. Just fucking do it. Don't have an aneurysm talking about my divorce. So she's gone. Right, right she's gone. <laughs> Working on her farm, trying to be a music producer. <sighs> uh, just outside Swansea, she's living with uh, a 73-year-old gay man called Daffet, who's got Daffet, <laughs> who's got a spare bedroom yeah. because his elderly mum died recently. Oh, so that's where that's where she's gone, right? So imagine that. 
You there? Yeah. You there? I've got there. Sweet. <laughs> so I'm single. <laughs> I'm in La Paz within about 20 minutes. I am literally at John Lennon International going, lads, I want to go Bolivia. Yeah. Uh, so let's great. not get in the way. It would be great if John Lennon done flights to Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Go on, oh. carry on, sorry, lad. You know, never got to get this So, yeah, the important thing is that Laura's gone. Yeah. She's gone. Okay. Laura's gone. <laughs> Swansea, Daffod. Got it. Dead mum. Got it. Farm. Got it. And the question is, uh, if you were trying to get into someone, yeah, right, oh, yeah. and then she necked your dad, would that be a deal breaker for you? <laughs> Right, it would. She done. <laughs> Fucking right. Uh, okay, cool. Oh, I cannot <laughs> under underline how much that that is a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, my yeah, god. What's Soz, it? dad. Are you telling me there's no woman on the planet who you could get past? Like, who's your dream woman apart from your wife? Pixie Lotta, no. Yeah. Pixie lot with tats. If your dad had, had a fumble with Pixie lot with tats, could you then go there? I'd still no, be like, no what were you doing in Tarleton in, in West <laughs> Lancashire? Because <laughs> he never leaves the house. Where, where was my stepmom? Pixie, what were you doing <laughs> at my dad's house? <laughs> And why are you here? Another, another, another weird small barbecue. My dad, my stepmom, and Pixie Lot. <laughs> my stepmom sat there going, God, I've been here on my own a while. <laughs> Peter? Peter? Pixie? Oh, Fucking hell. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, that's a bad one, that. Like. Oh, that's horrible. So you think his dad's, his dad's on side here? Yeah? Well, obviously, his dad's, to be honest, look, his dad's got to be a bit of a titter, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> if he knows, no, no, not a titter. Does, does he know, though? If he knows, if he doesn't know, then no. His dad is completely sound. Yeah, he's sound. If he doesn't know that you that you were into it, and like, you know, he's sound. He's fucking just looking oh. after himself, isn't he? Oh, and he's, so I, he, I, he must know what his dad's like. Re reiterating a legend, and obviously, I'm guessing, by the way, that like none of the friends have picked him on the divorce it's sort of like I'm not his dad you know, sounds I'm, like a gobshite I'm not gonna jump the gun here but like I can sort of guess. I will your dad sounds like a knobhead anyway yeah. or a shagger of a knobhead yeah I'm a sort shagger of a knobhead yeah, I'm sort of guessing that he's not the loyalist when it comes to you know keeping his trousers up you know what I mean but could be that couldn't yeah, it that's, that, that's, that's what I was thinking I just, but, uh, I just not, don't think you should no ever have a conversation with your dad name, so I'm not outing you in any way lad do you know what I mean his name's and, Chris <laughs> You're not 14. It's not the school disco. Like, right, Dad, you're not allowed to kiss my girlfriend. Like, if your dad kisses your girlfriend at the 14-year-old school disco, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think the police yeah. get involved then. Like, no, but like, yeah, obviously, yeah. if he didn't know that you were into it, like, that's, I'm just sticking with me, me main fact. He's as a legend. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's blagged some bird who you've liked for a long time. He was a lot younger than him within a few hours of meeting her in your house. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to take it on the chin. Yeah, fair play. You're you gonna have to take it on the chin. That's something about twenty-eight-year-old lad after a thirty-eight-year-old woman. Good on you, bro. I mean, fair enough if you don't want to go there. Now your dad's been there, but hell, you will you get your me. face sat on. Do you think this is maybe a, a case of him, like <laughs> the heavy flirtation that he's detected as just being 
Maybe someone's just being nice to him. I swear to God, I think she sounds fucking ace. (laughs) Come to the barbecue, see who I go home with. If a 38-year-old woman is going off with someone who's 54, she's flirting proper, isn't she? But is she flirting proper with the 28-year-old? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, as he just said, she's sitting on his face at the first. Oh yeah, Laura time. used to work with a uh, um, uh, a, a lady in her mid forties. Like for, I, we called her Racy Tracy. Oh, she's fit. Like she was totally outdated. She still had a perm. She looked like a nineteen eighties Liverpool footballer, <laughs> but like fit with it. It's like I like it. Sexy like, Graham Sooners. Yeah, been yeah, through yeah. a divorce. Now she wants the do. <laughs> yeah. I'm into Graham Sooner. Yeah. What's your perfect type of woman? Graham Sooner. Yeah. <laughs> not now. Yeah. Not weird. Like mid eighties. Eight legs. Two legs. Two footed tackle. Right on your nut. Nuts. Oh, this has been one oh, of my favourite episodes. I'm sure, today. Graham Sooner. By the way, would be thrilled of you calling him the ideal woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, and he's not allowed anywhere near my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty old bastard. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you in, Jamie. Oh, no, it's been a lot. Thanks very much. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you, like social media. Yeah, I fucking know. What's me tags? Um, <laughs> Jamie Webster Music on Instagram. Jamie Webster 94 on Twitter. And I don't know what it is on Facebook. Just type in Jamie Webster. It'll be there somewhere. It'll I think I've there. got a blue tick on Facebook, so it might be easy to find. I haven't got one on Twitter yet. Don't sort it out, Twitter. And where, <laughs> when can we expect a new album? Do you know when it's going to be out? No, I... Uh, it's a bit of a tough one because there's so many things to take it like the market and the, the actual manufacturing of the seed. It's taken longer now because of COVID yeah. and everything else and whatever. So I'm open the fourth quarter of the year. So somewhere in between September and December time, do you know what I mean? I'm aiming for. Uh, obviously, I'm open to get a single out within the next yeah. couple of months. Do you know what I mean? Like it just it depends on mixing and mastering once it's been recorded. But it's definitely once. Once the this is the first single comes out, a lot of them will start rolling then, and hopefully by the time I'm touring, no November December time, like the majority, well, the, the main singles will be released and the, the album will be nearly with us. But uh, and for tour tickets, tour tickets, you can go on www.jamiewebstermusic.com. Um, there's like a link and it says like merchandise tours, um, and then like albums and stuff like that. So yeah. All that info's on there. You can just go. You can try the, the, the usual sea tickets, skiddle, ticket master. They all get split up between them. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Bad, As you probably, yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but I think you can find them all through my website, which is a good and easy option to do. Uh, so, yeah, get on them. Tickets are selling quick. If you're in Belfast by any chance and you're watching this, there's 50 tickets left for Belfast. If you're in Glasgow when you're watching this, there's 30 tickets left for Glasgow. So And if you're undecided it. on whether you want to get a ticket, they can, you can go and listen to We Get By, which I listen to regularly on Spotify. Uh, you can get it on all the platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Download it illegally if you want. Just listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> really or buy it. Yeah, buy I mean, it. yeah, if you buy it, it'd be lovely. But, like, if you just want to listen to it, like... I got one of the, the limited edition red ones. Did you? Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I haven't even got one of them. And... <laughs> Funny enough, the limited edition, so like... I'll sell you the pack. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so, yeah, I'm going to sort one out for the lads here. Obviously, I'll have a word, but yeah, get on me, have a little listen, see what you think. Yeah, please do that. And Friday at 6pm, the third in-studio lockdown lock-in, we are wetting the baby's head. Yeah, we're going to get pissed this week. It will be out on Friday the 16th at 6pm. Eshan Akbar is the oh, special guest. Mate. On the couch, we're going to get very, very drunk 
Uh, and there's a lad who sells uh, some sweets on Instagram who's going to provide us with some snacks for that. that fireworks, about, yeah. nice one. Some fireworks, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, that'll be a seven-hour fucking lock-in. <laughs> <laughs> it's only on Patreon. Patreon.com slash HaverWordPod. Where all the good stuff is kept. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's been a fit. pleasure, Jamie. Great well, to meet you. Been awesome to it, have you in. It's been a belter. I've got some tour dates coming up soon. Well, not proper tour dates. Comedy club dates. They're going to be going on sale soon. Uh, go to adamrow.co.uk. Just sign up to the mailing list and you'll get an email when they all go on sale. That's all for this week. It's been very, very fun, Annie. Nice one. Bye, Felicia. In a bit. <laughs>